Doc Rivers continues to time and time again not get it when it comes to getting... Oh! Let him play! Good evening, sports fans! A pleasure to have you here for the big football show. It's good to have you back, everybody. Um, a lot of you have been following us for years and years and years and years and years uh, on Dick Cow Football doing the podcast thing. And uh, tonight we're bringing our live broadcast to Twitch uh, via Davies Eating a Sandwich, a.k.a. The Sandwich Show. It's so good to have you all here. And so we're going to introduce all of you to a new audience tonight. And um, we're really excited to keep talking sports. And uh, I hope you like the show. It, it, what an incredible moment for our friend Turbo Swim from Twitch to make, a re- make his return to The Sandwich Show chat. It's, oh my goodness, I have not seen you in months. So good to see you, my friend. Welcome in. My name is Dave Medina. Um, you know me as Dave is eating a sandwich right here on Twitch as well. Um, and uh, those of you listening to the podcast, what we're doing is we're going to try a, We're trying out a, a, a program here on this incredible platform I've discovered over the last year and a half called Twitch. And so um, if you have any comments about the games or anything else in chat, uh, feel free to let us know. If you have any questions, if you want to ask anything about gambling advice or whatever else, uh, feel free as well. I'm going to introduce you to all my friends. Um, Jason L. Rush is here to do to, tonight too. Welcome in, and and CW Guitar with a 13 month resub. Thank you so much for for resubbing to the program. So yeah, it's a let's let's introduce you to some of my friends. Uh, we've had an incredible weekend. Um, I'm gonna get to the, all of that in just a minute, but first we'll recap all the games and all how we did last week. So folks, an incredible weekend. I mean, we, the Tennessee pulled off the big upset. We had a we had a showdown that didn't go quite as we thought between the Bills and the Chiefs. But what an incredible time we're, we're about to embark on here, folks. Um, we did really well in the picks, myself excluded, of course. But <laughs> let's get it, keep it rolling and recap all the action and give you some new uh, some new picks as we roll into, into week eight of our incredible contest. Let's hit it! Football picks week eight. Here we go. Uh, and, and really very happy results to recap everyone from last week. So our friend Kevin on the Cape, man, he'd been struggling. He almost was going to quit the contest. <laughs> he ended up getting back into it, going 4-0 and in picks. Great job out of our friend Kevin last week. Just a tremendous job. Andy was close behind at 3-2. and two. John doing pretty well at 2-2 two and two as well. Ron was 2-2 two and two for the week. And I, Dave, a.k.a. Davey, a.k.a. Bork, a.k.a. Vid, a.k.a. Verd, a.k.a. Dick. <laughs> Went one and three. So um, here, are our stand- here are our standings after seven weeks. And it is John. With all that activity, um, hold- going moving up to first place at 11-14-1. and one. Uh, Ron is in second place at 11-15. Andy's in third place at 11-15. And, and, um, and I'm in, uh, I am in fourth place at 10-16, tied with Kevin. 10-16. I know... Um, we have a big hill to climb, but there's still half the season to go, so I feel pretty optimistic. So I'm excited overall. Let's do the thing. Folks, it's nice to have you all here. Boy, we're getting some good turnout over on Twitch, too. So uh, uh, thank you, everybody. Let's go ahead and uh, say hi to our friends. I'm going to introduce them to you one by one. So first, for, to those of you, um, a lot of you are watching us for the first time doing the football thing. So I'm going to first introduce you to John in Connecticut. He's a big football fan. He's a big fan of the Yukon Huskies, as you can see from his shirt. And um, also a fan of the Green Bay Packers. Our friend John um, has always been up on all the point spreads and everything else. We consider him a real, a real, a really, really experienced savant of, uh, of the genre of, of uh, prophetical ragering. And uh, John, we, it's always been great to have you on the show. You used to host a 
football pick'em show for a time too. So, uh, John, welcome to the welcome back to the show, and uh, say hello to our old, our new Twitch audience. How's it going tonight, John? What's going on, Dave? Yeah, good to be on the new platform here. Um, I. I don't know if you should have showed the standings, Dave, uh, with our records to all these nice people tuning in for some football advice. But, hey, we'll get better over the second half of the season. But, yeah, uh, good to be back and, um, you know, happy to talk some games. And, and if people in the chat have questions or want to share their thoughts, that's great, too. So, yeah, this is, this is awesome, Dave. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, John. Appreciate that. I mean, glad to have you uh, as part of this scenario. Um, and really, Swim, Swim says Tennessee game was crazy. We're going to recap that in just a few minutes. I mean, really an incredible spot. Um, and so we have two more folks joining us. Let's say hello next to our friend Kevin on the Cape, who was a co-host of mine over on the old show and the Dick Cal football show. Going back years and years and years. Kevin, a great week for you. Um, Kevin's favorite teams are the New York Giants. Um, doesn't have a favorite college football team, but he's a big fan of the Mets and baseball. And uh, also a huge fan of Duke basketball. So, uh, Kevin, welcome back to the show. How's it going tonight? John, can you feel the energy from Dave here? <laughs> it's, it's off the charts. It's exciting, I have to say. Dave is just like, I didn't realize he had about 20 nicknames, but hey. Good for him. <laughs> I don't think he's got 20 nicknames. I just I did a little research for for us, John. Dave's tags under his Dave eating a sandwich are food, bork, music, <laughs> waffles, pancakes, French toast, sandwich, Cubert, and English. Which the English was the one that throws me off the most. Is it like we hope that this is it's not is this not translated or I I don't know, but I mean John's face during the intro literally made my entire day, um, and. Dave's energy is just, I mean, I don't know. I mean, usually uh, Andy brings any needed energy for us, but I mean, I don't know. Dave, Dave's off is flying right now. So hi to, to all of our new, our new peeps. And uh, yeah, uh, you will soon find out. I'm the, I have the least clue of, of all of the people on the show. <laughs> Hence my 10 and 16 record. However, I was undefeated last week. Um. So yeah, that's that's all I got so far. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody. I haven't seen John and Andy in a few weeks. Well, ah, I can't. Been a couple of now. weeks. So look, it's, I, 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 I'm feeling the love for the Padres. The Padres made the big comeback, and let me go. Let uh, nicely, nice, good job out of you getting the the Padre cap on. I mean, what a comeback for them today. That was a uh, yeah, a gift uh, for my brother who uh, remembered me nonstop wanting to watch Tony Gwynn highlights as a kid. Oh, I love that. I love that. Tony Gwynn is a good reason to root for the Padres. Like, uh, rest in peace, Tony, of course. Well, he was a chubby lefty, which was sort of like my whole MO. So. <laughs> <laughs> you were, I didn't know you were, I forgot you were a lefty. That's right. I forgot about oh, that. Oh, I am. Good times. All left. Right. <laughs> Can't go right. Can't go right anywhere in any situation. You are a brilliant man, my friend. It's so good to see you back. Welcome in. Um, all right. And then our third, our, our third panelist tonight, um, his favorite teams. He's originally from Boston. He now lives in Seattle, Washington. He or his favorite teams are the, are um, all the all the Boston teams: the Patriots, the Red Sox, the Celtics. And in college football, he's a fan of Alabama. Who? Um, That's not totally true, but it's. <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> wait, wait, what? I just like betting on Alabama. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Well, let's say hi to Andy in Seattle. It's been a minute. How you, de- you been, Andy? What's new with you? So, uh, you must have fuck out of the Philly. So Kevin, just a little <laughs> refresher. Um, it was four nothing Philadelphia, then four two, and then Dave parachuted in. And I'm not bitter or anything. <laughs> didn't have the Phillies. Didn't have them. And 
uh, he's like, ah, Phillies are going to sweep the Padres. And then 10 minutes later, it was 4-4. Shortly after, 7-4, 8-4, good night, the lights, final 8-5. So great times in the office watching that game. Dave strikes again, and Bryce Harper can't get a hit ever in a big spot. That's true. That's true. You know, it was he doesn't. It was just such great opportunity for him. In uh, I think it was what the eighth inning. Yep, he just. Came I don't up know. I mean, he has amazing stats, but every time I watch him, you know, because I watched way more baseball this year than I have, he never gets a hit. He must just beat up on, on the Nationals and everybody. I don't know. It's just maybe it's just me. Oh, I think you you got a point there. Um, we're also tracking the Yankees and the Astros in the ALCS, which is oh kind of, yes, all yes. tied up in the fourth inning. Andy's got action on that one. So, uh, well, I'm just. I'm channeling my inner uh, Yankee fans. The passion can't be duplicated, <laughs> as far as I can tell. A lot of a lot of sports, as you all know. It's the this is wild. Sports yeah. equinox tomorrow. My TV told me to watch the Knicks Grizzlies. I was like, "Yeah, come on." Yeah, Tommy let's told calm, me to. Let's, Tom, let's calm down. Tommy told me to bet them plus five. So looking great there too. Oh man, I'll have, to, I'll have to look at that score. See what, see what, what you mean by Memphis that? Memphis was killing them last time I saw. I oh, actually really? got on the, the Pelicans and the Nets, so I got an eye on that game. You got all sorts of gambling going on. We, so we all, yeah, we all know John's watching the App State game. Oh, well, of course, yeah. that's on yeah. main screen. Main screen. That's the main screen. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Uh, you were, okay, that was, I was hoping you. I was hoping you'd be on Georgia State tonight. That was a good play. That's a good play. Well, David's at halftime, so let's not get ahead of ourselves. Oh, okay, yeah, it's true. It's true. I don't want. I already mushed one team today. I don't need to mush a second. <laughs> <laughs> Just am I, so. What did you're going to learn about all those of you on Twitch is that I have an incredible jinx, and we call it the mush. And whenever I make a prediction, often it goes. It blows up in a spectacular fashion, so you'll be you'll be here seeing more of that as we go through these shows. Um, Turbo Swim says, "I love this show already, Boston. Well, we can give him a pass. He's from New Jersey, folks, just for what it's worth." But uh, right on. It's really good to see you, by the way. We have not just just shows you the power of sports is that we hadn't seen Turbo Swim in literally months, and it's great to see him back in chat. So let's get let's get to it. I mean, we have had an incredible weekend of college football action it was punctuated by tennessee's upset of alabama and um and i do appreciate andy's clarification regarding his uh his uh in, his rooting interests uh, i mean but, i don't know i mean we're not to bore the new crowd or michael plodwick if he's watching but that's lt no like i used to be a fan but as john can attest to as kevin can and you when you once once you gamble enough your heart gets hardened you don't like you're not really like a well maybe those guys are but I'm just numb to it all like sports fandom just doesn't really uh, do it as compared to gambling for me at least so fuck yeah, it. I find you I find you you end up rooting against more teams than four like when you're not when you don't have action I'm like I just just can the Yankees just lose that like, can we, you know? stupid coaches like you and like know I and I and I root for the, all the undefe- I I root for chaos in college football you know it's like. I want all you know everybody to lose one, at least once and make it all a mess. <laughs> You're gonna, you could get that in the SEC. I, not to jump ahead of them ourselves, but Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama could all end up with one loss. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they'll just just put all four of them in. TCU left standing at the altar. Thanks. Again. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a it's a very exciting East Division. Well, look, okay, let's not like I said, we let's not get ahead of ourselves. Like you said, we're yeah, gonna get into got, all this. He's but... got a brand new Star Wars shirt too. Yeah. That thing looks like it was right off the. Oh no! Well, oh, Fett is rack. From... Oh yeah, this is Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Not to be he confused with the Mandalorian right now, guys. Yeah. Oh man, Phil Velo's in the chat. What's going on, Phil? Can we? I don't know if we have any. Let me go give all these folks a shout out over here. I don't have any. I don't know if we have any mods in the chat at the moment. But um, there you go, swims, and then Phil too. Um, but but John, let's go back to you. Let's recap last week's action. It was incredible, and he also had Texas beat. I'm th- I think it was this was last weekend too. But Texas beat Oklahoma by a lot. Or maybe it was a week before. But um, and then you had US, you had Utah beating USC. It was a really exciting weekend of college football. So uh, let's get your let's give it to you for the recap. Yeah. Um, where do we start? Well, first off, I will say that um, I was actually traveling over the past weekend. I was in Green Bay for that complete and absolute abomination of a game between the Jets and the Packers on Sunday. Um, but that's besides the point. We'll get to that later. But so my college football watching was not as um, deep, I would say, as I, it usually is. Um, however, they did have a nice little casino slash sports book there in Wisconsin. And I was able to take in some action and make a few bets and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, in terms of the, the top games of the day, I mean, where else do you start? You have to start with Alabama and Tennessee. Um, I'll be honest, like I did not expect this kind of performance from Tennessee heading into the season. Um, and even up to this point, I mean, their schedule, they hadn't really been like tested per se. I mean, the LSU win was nice, but I don't think LSU is that great of a team. I mean, um, you know, they played, they played some Mac teams. Like they didn't have, like, they, they didn't come into that game with me thinking, all right, like they're, you know, they're going to win this or Alabama is ripe for an upset. And even more so, um, with, um, uh, Bryce Young starting, uh, I thought, okay, like Bama's going to score enough points. Like the Tennessee defense is still kind of porous. And, um, you know, Alabama's going to get the win. Maybe they, they you know, Tennessee would have, have covered. Um, you know, that would kind of have been my play with the points, but I didn't expect the outright win. And, and man, did they, did they play great? Uh, Hendon Hooker, um, you know, I, where is he on the Heisman list right now? I mean, uh, just a great performance. You got to give Josh Heupel credit. Like I doubted him again uh, heading into the year. Um, and he's really got that offense going. And there's obviously there's still questions on their defense, which they're going to need to answer at some point. I mean, that game at Georgia is coming up soon, which is going to be obviously huge. Um, you know, we can talk about the various scenarios, but the winner of that game is going to be in the SEC championship game for sure. Um, you know, I know there's uncharacteristic mistakes from Alabama. There's a bunch of penalties, um, you know, and then Tennessee, they just they made the plays at the end of the game and, and they picked the game winning field goal and, you know, Knoxville pretty much burned down. They throw the <laughs> they throw the cold post in the lake like that was awesome. Like you love to see that in college football. I mean, you know, what's better than that? So, yeah, it, it just it brings up a real interesting scenario now in the SEC. Like I said, they played Georgia in a couple of weeks. If Georgia wins that game, you assume Georgia's going to win the rest of their games. Um, we'll, we'll say Tennessee wins the rest of their games and then Tennessee's kind of sitting there at one loss. Um, I remember like there's precedent for this. I believe it was Texas A&M last year had one loss, um, but they did beat Alabama, but they still weren't able to get to the SEC championship game and they, they couldn't break through to the playoffs. So that's kind of what might happen here with Tennessee. If that's the scenario that plays out, but who knows, there's a lot of football to be played. A lot of other conferences to, you know, to shake out. Um, the Pac-12 might have a role in this, um, you know, and that kind of segues into the Utah-USC game. I did see more of this game than the Alabama game. And, um, 
you know, great comeback by Utah after being down early. Their defense just looked completely overwhelmed early in the game. Like USC could just do anything they wanted and, you know, give Utah credit for, for hanging in there. They just kept running their offense and USC couldn't really do anything to stop it. One thing that did annoy me, though, in the second half, there was literally a flag on every play of this game. Dave, I'm sure you watched it. It was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. You know, there's holding and pass interference. And then they, they throw the flag on the interception by uh, Caleb Williams. And then, like, the clock stopped. It was just a complete cluster, you know what, by the officials. Like, it was almost unwatchable towards the end of the game. But, you know, uh, Winningham, they go for two on the last touchdown. That ends up being the difference. Um, you know, USC is not out of it yet. Like one loss isn't going to, isn't really going to hurt you that much. I mean, this year, maybe we'll, I mean, we'll see, but I think in terms of right now, they're still very much alive. And, uh, there's a huge game between UCLA and Oregon this week, USC yeah. and UCLA still have to get together. So lots to be decided in the PAC 12, uh, for sure over the next month. Um, I guess a couple other games I'll mention, uh, Texas really should have lost to Iowa state for people who watch that game. Um, Iowa state was the better team. Like, it seems like every week Iowa State just gets shafted with calls by the refs. Like there was a, a, a targeting play that they reviewed, but it was also like a fumble at the same time. And like it, the TVs were on mute, so I couldn't exactly see what uh, was called. But it was clear targeting that they they picked the flag up on. And it should have been, you know, Iowa State, uh, you know, going in for the game-winning touchdown. But instead, uh, Texas took over and ended up winning the game. Of course, before that, Iowa State's receiver just drops a wide open pass. They would have scored on a on a touchdown. Um, but in any event, you know, you know, Matt Campbell, he always plays these games close. That spread was ridiculous at like what, 17 points. Um, but yeah, Texas is still in the mix. Uh, you know, they only have the, the one loss just to Alabama. So as long as they have that, then you know, we're gonna they're gonna stay in it. Same with uh TCU, who's undefeated. Um Huge matchup with Kansas State coming up this weekend. Also another one-loss team. So this is all going to shake itself out over the next month or so. Um, you know, Clemson is is still undefeated. Their schedule is just a joke, though. Um, you know, they place, quote, undefeated Syracuse this weekend. Uh, I don't think that's really going to be much of a game, but we'll, we'll, <laughs> we shall see. The ACC is kind of kind of shitty. But, um, yeah. you know, Clemson might get in the playoffs just based on that alone and just their brand recognition, even if they're really – aren't one of the best four teams in the country, but that's how it goes. If you, you've kind of built up that equity with the playoff committee. So, um, yeah, that's kind of all I got for the recap of the, I guess the big games, um, you know, really interesting weekend. I'm sure Andy and uh, Kevin may can dive into some other ones, but yeah, it was a, you know, it's a crazy year. Like I'm not going to compare it to like the people are saying, Oh, this is like 2007. Like, no, because South Florida is not number two in the country. Like we don't have a team like that. That's, <laughs> that's right up there. I mean, I guess, Maybe TCU, but like like I said, they're only what number eight or ten. So um, yeah, it's a, it's a fun year. Like there's a lot of possibilities. Where whereas we didn't see that at the start of the year, which is what you want halfway through the season. Yeah, definitely. I think it's nice to not have the same four teams at the top, like or at least comfortably at the top, like we're used to, which is a good thing. Yeah, Tennessee's a, Tennessee was a, that was a great win, and and all same same scenario for Utah coming back. I mean, you're right about the refs too, Andy. That was just, I mean, so John, like that was. They sure loved being on TV that night, didn't they? It was a rough, that was kind of a tough game to to watch, but uh, and nonetheless a great win. Uh, Turbo Swim says Tennessee needs to win big in a few games to be guaranteed, in my opinion. And there's one, even the one this week, I feel like they need to win that one pretty big. They're playing UT Martin. It's like if they win that by like ten points, that's going to be disappointing. We're going to see. Um, so uh, let's go to Andy. Let's get your recap of last week's action. 
Yeah, thanks. Uh, you know, I actually had uh, some company over the weekend. So usually when I'm literally fused to the couch from 8.30 a.m. to 11 p.m. on Saturdays out here, I actually saw very little pigskin. I saw actually most of the sports watching on Saturday was that Mariners Astro game. Um, if if uh, Mariners still haven't scored, <laughs> they still haven't scored. But, <laughs> 18 um, inning game was nuts, man. <laughs> but the uh, I'll just kind of do a little more unconventional way because John John just basically nailed all the big games. What I'll say about Alabama is that uh, it's very anti saving standard with all the penalties, and uh, the running game wasn't all that good. You know, Bryce Young had to you know do Bryce Young things. Just the end. Obviously, I saw the highlights. Like Mike, I saw just like just the end of the game there. You know, to just not only to settle for that fifty-one yard field goal, but to compound that in leaving Tennessee with time. You know, Saban's usually very good at managing clock and all that stuff. So the fact that you gave Hooker and that Tennessee offense a chance to not even just settle for overtime, but to, to win it with that little knuckler field goal was just like, yeah, Saban definitely had smoke coming out of his ears. He, he probably still does. But as we've alluded to, uh, you know, they, they still have a chance to kind of like do what they need to do to just stay in position. You know, they got old Miss on their schedule. They're, they're, since Tennessee is in the East, Alabama's in the West, they just take care of business. They're going to be in Atlanta that, that first Saturday in December. Um, but yeah, like the people that hate Alabama are definitely pounding their chest. You know, Bama wants Bama. Like Bama doesn't even get Bama at this point. Like now Tennessee wants Tennessee. Tennessee wants Georgia. Georgia wants Tennessee. Um, so yeah, like we'll see how that all shakes up in the SEC. This program and Ron, who's not on tonight, have always laughed at the Tennessee narrative of like, you know, they think, you know, they live in this like fantasy world where Phil Fulmer is still there and and Peyton Manning's still there and T. Martin's still there. And uh, they've they've like recycled these coaches, but they they got this right. You know, Hypo's good. That A.D., they came hand in hand together from Central Florida and Hooker. He's great, and you just wonder why it didn't work for him in Fuente at Virginia Tech. But yeah, like Tennessee's like we gotta like give ourselves a funhouse. They're fun to watch. Their offense is great, and uh, yeah, they gotta you know they might have a little flat effort, but because they're still partying uh, after that Alabama win, but you know they could beat Tennessee Martin with uh, one hand tied behind their back. So yeah, great. Great game for uh, Tennessee, and yeah, Alabama has to go back to the drawing board. But yeah, some of these other games that I gambled on, paying attention to, um, John and I were texting behind the scenes, like the great back door. If you had Navy plus twelve and a half, that was a bad beat segment. Uh, if you had SMU, but we did not, so no complaints there. Navy going down, uh, Navy going about eighty yards with. You know, 70 seconds left. They don't throw the ball, but they did. And, yeah, it worked out. Um, like, who the hell is watching Navy SMU? We are, God damn it. Uh, yes, uh, Penn State, <laughs> Michigan. Like, yes, I can seriously like it. It's, uh, who said it? Death, taxes, and Michigan at noon. And, my goodness, like, 
they're, uh, you know, Michigan and Ohio State wake me up on that Thanksgiving Saturday and we'll see what happens. But I, I do not need to see another snap of Penn State this year. And I don't need to see another snap of Michigan until that game on, uh, you know, late November. Uh, I'm, I'm, we're not Big Ten fans either. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else can we kind of rant about? Because, yeah, usually I have a little more, like, notes and stuff. and But I didn't watch a lot of games. Yeah, that TCU-Oak State game was wild. I had TCU giving five, so the fact that they didn't cover bothered me. I do know that they had Oklahoma State facing fourth and nine in the first overtime, and Sam Sanders threw a BB uh, to, to keep that game alive. Yeah, that was just a situation where, like, Gundy – Gundy plays with fire all season long. They win these games that they probably have no business winning. And TCU, yeah, like they're they're a great team. They got good defense. They they finally settled on their quarterback. Um, but as we all know, Sonny Dykes, part of the Sonny Dykes package is he's gonna lose a game that he has no business losing. Uh, still bitter of that, still bitter about that uh, Florida Atlantic bowl game when Lane Kiffin was already out of town and that's going to happen. Like, I don't know when, but it will definitely happen. So everyone's that's like TCU could be undefeated at the end of the year. I don't know. I, I just, mm. they're going to stub their toe when, when you least expect it, but enjoy the ride now. Cause they're, they, they're covering most of the time and yeah, they're taking care of business. I was a fool. I took NC State not realizing Devin Leary was out. Oof. And I was like, Syracuse has to be the most uninspiring 5-0 and team in the country. And now Syracuse is 6-0. and uh, Between <laughs> Syracuse and Illinois being ranked in the middle of October, uh, we, that's a little og-shocking. If you remember <laughs> when we did our little August preview, being like, Illinois is a is an absolute dumpster fire. And Syracuse, like, this could be it for Dino. And... Uh, <laughs> That just goes to show you never know what happens sometimes in, in the summer, you know, between August and October when the games are being played. So good for Syracuse. Um, real test this weekend. They play uh, Clemson and probably have to bet on that game. And uh, Hawaii, Hawaii won their game. Uh, Hawaii's actually been uh, on the rise in that, you know, when we get to our picks, that might be a, we're kind of alluding to something. But Hawaii's covered uh, two games in a row. They won outright. Um, the Timmy Chang era has officially begun uh, for all the fans of the Big Island in Honolulu. A shock shocking game. Uh, Florida in LSU. I did not see LSU scoring 45 in the swamp. Uh, bad job by me. Uh, just didn't see it coming. Now LSU Ole Miss going to be a good game this weekend. And I, I do kind of like uh, Brian Kelly. Uh, home Ooh. cooking in Baton Rouge. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I didn't see, I didn't think LSU would travel uh, very well for, uh, but yeah, as, uh, you know, Florida, all that equity they built from beating Utah um, Labor Day weekend, that's that's out the door now. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Yeah, Mississippi State, Kentucky was a, was a pretty good game. Now poor, poor pirate Mike Leach has to be the victim of uh, Saban. Because uh, now Saban wants to probably whoop some ass, and who is next on the schedule? The Mississippi State Bulldogs, Ooh. and uh, I just I don't know. I just don't. That's that could be a tough matchup, even though like Leach has held his own, and uh, Rogers has held his own as well, quarterback for Mississippi State. But uh, Alabama might just uh, have have some like 
they might be seeing red. So I don't know. I'd stay away from that one. Uh, John already touched on USC Utah. My last thing I'll say is uh, we're all friends of the Tulane program here. Willie Fritz. Dave was high on Willie Fritz yep. before. It was cool to be high on Willie Fritz. <laughs> yeah, true story. And uh, true story. And their over under this year for wins was six. And right now they are six and one. So they just can't go zero and five from here on out. Uh, and they've got, you know, they got Navy on their schedule. They got, they got some winnable games. They got Memphis this week. So uh, project get to seven is uh, we're we're ahead of schedule to stay on schedule. Um, Willie Fritz, great job by him. They they are just kind of like a uh, they're methodical. They're kind of remind me of a Kansas State offense where uh, it's going to take them a little while to to get a touchdown, maybe like a 12 to 15 play drive, got to convert a lot of third and threes, but their pass defense is what uh, is kind of elevating them this year. They are very hard to throw on. Like, I don't think they're Cincinnati Bearcat good from last year, but they, they are good. They frustrate other teams passing uh, offense. So um, I don't know. They're still going to be a team from the group of five. That's going to get to a, a bowl game. And I, at this point, I don't know who it might be, but Tulane, I mean, they could be there. Uh, James Madison can't be because of the qualification situation, mm. but uh, we could talk about that down the road. But yeah, that was my very uh, the disjointed preview or a recap of Week Seven. Andy, a great recap though, and uh, I love the shout out to Rolly Fritz. I mean, I it's it warms my heart to see that. Like, it's so great to see them them rolling. You know, they had their moments. You know, it's so. Now, I mean, they, ah, oh, gosh, I, I, I just, that just makes me, I, I can't wait to see him in a bowl. I feel like as long as, I don't mush it, which could happen, but. <laughs> Watch super, it, Dave. I know, I gotta, uh, I already, I, I just, you just never know. But um, a couple of guys, folks, I want to say hello to. Um, Ryan, that EFLAC guy, an incredible penis, has joined us in the chat. So good to see it. Big sports fan, what? by the way. was that? <laughs> that EFLAC guy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh, we lost Kevin. We lost Kevin. <laughs> but he's a fan yeah. of App State and uh and Carolina Hurricane, so uh repping New, New, New York, North Carolina days. proud. So um uh pianist Kevin. <laughs> All right. But look who's joined us in the chat as well. Dan Tullis, let's go. Let's go. It's good to see you, Dan. Front DT back in it. I haven't seen you in a little bit, Dan. Welcome, man. It's so good to see you. Um, Turbo Swim with a comment. Um, Brown nosing Peyton never. And uh, he adds, I really like Ole Miss, but it will be tough, which is true. I mean, the, you know, the SEC suddenly become a very deep conference, or maybe it was always this way. But I love the juice. Um, let's go back to Kevin. Anything you want to add as far as last week's action? Andy, you weren't kidding. Tulane's ranked now. Did you see that? I, did, I didn't. I didn't. No, I'm not a big rankings guy. I just saw. I just saw it at the bottom, and you like you don't that you know that green isn't and it's not a normal green. And I'm like, what is that name? Oh my oh, they goodness! They got some awesome colors. I like they got. The and according green. to our CBS Sports, they are um, in line for currently the Independence Bowl. They they deserve better. They got to get better than that. Keep winning. They got to get better than that. Yeah. So, um, yo, as far as I mean, and. What was I going to say with what Andy touched on? Oh, TCU. I think they might lose more than once. They have, they've got like K State, West Virginia. I know what Texas Tech and Texas. They're going to, they'll pull. Yeah. I mean, you, you said 
you, they lose to the, you know, one of those games that you least expect, but I, there's like four or five that you wouldn't be surprised that they would lose. Um, I mean, I, I'm all for the chaos and not having SEC teams in there. Michigan, that was one of my banks of the week. That was, uh, Penn State is, I mean, that's plod central. So yeah. I actually felt, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm the worst at picking these games, but this was actually the only week I actually felt confident. I'm like, for some reason, um, Dino Babers, like he was on everybody's hot seat, not even hot seat, like scorching seat. Um, and so was Fritz for that matter when the season started. And now I saw, an, I read an article yesterday that uh, Babers was on a Nebraska shortlist. <laughs> I'm like, he goes from being run out of Syracuse to now being on a shortlist at Nebraska. So, well, one good thing that happened for Syracuse is they made it hire at offensive coordinator. The guy's name is Robert Anai. He came over from Virginia last year, and that's when Brennan Armstrong had that just unbelievable like passing game. And now yeah. look at Virginia now; they can't complete the forward pass. That this guy's oh my god! Gone. So yeah, and they... Syracuse is much better because of this. I wouldn't say it's Babers; I'd say it's this Anai guy. He he should get the head coach consideration somewhere. Yeah, and I think yeah the um even like the Tennessee the he's built an awesome staff like these some of these staffs are you you know how they how they can keep them together like um so yeah I don't really have much else I mean Kyle, oh Dave building on the Dave and Kevin show from last week when everybody mm-hmm. was gone mm-hmm. which we talked college football for four minutes <laughs> and that was true story for me to for me to state that every interim coach that coached in a game last week won which was the only nugget I had. But on top of that, to start off the week, um, Colorado, they, they had a bye. So they were the team that didn't that didn't play. They were, the interns were 5-0. and And then the Colorado beats Cal, so they were 6-0 and at one point until things went off the rails. So I, that, those little things I love. And then uh, stayed up for that Utah-USC thing. You guys are all right. I mean, I was like, holy cow. The 18-inning, uh, nothing game was more exciting <laughs> I mean, it had more flow to it, I guess I should say, than the yeah. USC game. Um, yeah, and I'm still waiting. We've got two weeks in a row now of no firings, so that's solid. But I think they're just waiting in Auburn and South Florida. I don't know what they're doing with that guy. He's got to go. Um, other than that, yeah, the, uh, uh, yeah. And I'm everyone will just wait for Michigan and Ohio State to play as far as in the middle of the country goes. Everyone else is going to be looking – at the SEC, but yeah, that's all I got, Dave. What about you? Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I got burned pretty badly on uh, on Penn on the Penn State pick. Like you all had it right with Michigan. I don't know what I was thinking. I was like, but Penn State gave me gave us all a good tease too in the first half. Like they were even winning. I'm like, what the hell? Like, come on, guys. Like that was my fault. I should not have done that. That was dumb. That was dumb. Well, you guys can't wait for Penn State versus Minnesota in prime time this weekend. It's the prime Saturday time. night ABC game. Mm. Fun times with that one. <laughs> that, I know. That's why Captain's so angry that his precious Yankees have to play in the afternoon. It was like it's college football Saturday, and they gave the uh, Padres Phillies the, the the nighttime slot. So he's not happy that they have to play at four o'clock on the East Coast or five o'clock on the East Coast. I saw that tweet, and I'm like. It does not get more entitled Yankee fan than complaining about not being in prime time in the postseason. It's like, dude, it's like, you know, like, honestly, like, 
you can't get every single primetime slot all the time in this postseason. It just seems it's a, I've talked to him about and that. The, the news flash is not everybody cares about the Yankees. Right, right, exactly. You know, so and there's a lot of them. There's a lot of us out here. We got into that with the judge home fake home run chase too. Like that was just ridiculous. Like it just I'm done with that. Like I'm glad well, he didn't get more. Buddy Mike fight. going after going after Bob Costas because he doesn't realize that. Uh, not everyone knows the history of every Yankee at bat. <laughs> every fucking pass ball. I'm with that so much. I'm with that so much. Um, let's welcome in Mond Smirky, a fantastic artist in the chat. Welcome in, Mond. It's uh, good to have you back. She's awesome. Don't, don't, don't. Uh, yeah, give our friend Mond a follow, too. Uh, did I? Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. We got a shout out there in the chat, so click the link if you'd like to. Pinkcat69 has <laughs> really goofy. Stuff. Welcome in, Pinkcat69, as well. Yeah, there's an interesting question in the chat. See what you all think of it. And Dan Tellis says, remember when the buy was idle? I do remember that. Y'all remember that? When the buy was idle? Remember that. Good time. I've seen it. I've still seen idle in places. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think so- it's idle in college more because it's not, it's all, I think they, I've seen it more in the college schedule. Yeah. So. I think the biggest takeaway for me is that the, the SEC East now matters. Like the SEC used, East used to be a pushover every year. And it was pretty much, and then after a while it was like Georgia and everybody else. And now it's like, you've got Georgia and other teams. Like you've got Kentucky who's pretty solid. You've got Florida who's, you know, they had a bad loss against LSU. That's another one where it got burned. I, I was on Florida, but um, yeah, it's a pretty good division now. I got to say. So uh, let's go look in, let's go to the picks. Um, <laughs> Turbo says, you guys should be here listening to the radio here. People calling to complain that the Yankee game was rain delayed. Yeah, you know, that I, that did happen. That did happen. I remember that. Yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> so let's get to the picks. Um, and we're going to start with Kevin tonight because Kevin went 4-0 last week. Kev, uh, fantastic work. Let's see if you can keep it continue. Um, who do, what do you have for us this coming week in your, your two college football picks? Whoa. I got to go first. That's crazy. It's it's. I usually wait for these guys to give me something. <laughs> um, yeah. It's all right. All right, you ready? Thanks, Dave. Well, you got. Oh, what are they? Oh my god, swinging a bat. Anyway, um. Well, I've got like five. You got. You're killing me because I had six games, and usually I cross them off when these guys pick one. But I get. Um. So. First game, I'm taking Cincinnati. I saw three and a half, but you know Dave always ends up telling me the the points. I I, I don't really have. This is this is how horrible I'm. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> I'll, at, give you, at, I'll give you. I'll give you And that's more. I don't. Know, I like the coach at Cincinnati. The SMU coach is doing all right, but he's just a first year guy. So I think uh, the Bearcats win that one pretty handily. Um, after that, oh goodness gracious. I need John to tell me why Northern Illinois is favored in anything. Um, but every time I try to mess with these little shitty teams that all these guys know about, I fall flat on my face. So I'm going to – that one's like I – I can't even figure that one out. And then they, the Ole Miss Kiffins, uh, I don't have the guts to pull on that one in, this, in uh, the bayou there either. So I'm going to take – Duke getting nine in Miami for my second pick. And I threw up a little bit in my mouth just doing that one, but that's really all I got. Uh, Houston, I don't know. Kind of wanted Houston at Navy. Maybe I'll let John pick that, pick which one I should take. Um, 
Okay. But no, I'm going Duke, Duke plus nine, and Cincinnati I think is minus three and a half for my picks. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you minus three for that game. I'm gonna give you minus three. Yeah, so, uh, All right. Yeah. So thank you for the picks, Kev. Uh, very nice. So. Yeah, I, I think that's a good that's a good side of it. And SMU is kind of a kind of a sus team anyway. Um, Turbo Swim says that we keep yet they you know, we don't have college football yet they keep pouring money into Rutgers SMH. Oh Rutgers! Oh, oh Rutgers! That's a topic over here on this podcast. That is for sure. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> in the right place if he wants to do that. If we could do a little bit on that at some point. <laughs> Yeah, Eflat says NYU Huskies. Jordan Lynch is long gone. Quite right, quite right. I don't. I kind of agree with you on that one, Kevin. I I don't really know. I don't really know why they would ever be favored in a game. That's a good question. Um, so Andy, would you? Uh, well, Andy's we'll tearing go- up tickets. No, huge DP, huge DP, not the porno kind, but the uh, Astros hit into one. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just tweeting, I'm tweeting to, tweeting to Cap. Huge. huge DP, huge DP. Huge that we are out of the fifth <laughs> inning, just like that, folks. In the ALCS, that's wonderful. All right, so. I mean, there's a there's an incredible penis in the chat, and <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm so sorry. Huge I just uh, uh, this is. I mean, I can't you guys are familiar stuff. with my heart problems, right? I don't know. <laughs> Take it easy here. All right, well. Let's carry on. Let's go to our friend Andy in Seattle. And when you're ready, we're ready for your pick. Your 3-1 last week. Let's see if you can keep it rolling. Oh, all right. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, game number one. I'm going to take Texas Tech giving six and a half versus the West Virginia Mountaineers. Uh, don't, this App State game doesn't look so good anymore. But uh, anyway, uh, Texas Tech, uh, they, they're they now on their third string quarterback, but he's He's not really third string per se. He's like this true freshman phenom. Um, I'm pretty sure he's playing. John can confirm. Or I'm pretty sure he's playing. But uh, even if he isn't, uh, they have a great passing attack. Their offensive coordinator kind of drives that engine. They, they're they on a bye. Now, the previous week, they did not cover against Oak State. They should have covered, but they did not. Uh, still a little bitter about that. But uh, they can move the ball up and down. And uh, this West Virginia team, although they treated us well last Thursday against Baylor, uh, their defense is just a sieve. And uh, even a team like Rutgers could probably score 35 against them if they had to. And uh, yeah, this is just an instance where I'm going to uh, assume the passing attack of the Red Raiders will kind of just go up and down against West Virginia. yeah, given six and a half to see what happens. And uh, yeah, give me Texas Tech minus six and a half, game number one. Um, game number two, I wrote a bunch. Uh, let let us go with, let us go with the, uh, we're gonna, fuck. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna take ECU. We're gonna take ECU plus Five against Central Florida. Now Central Florida is a very shaky five and one in my opinion. Now I'm heavily biased because I'm not a huge Gus Malzahn fan. I'm still bitter about their week uh, two performance against Louisville, where they basically uh, had a great first half and did not do anything in the second half. Um, and now, now uh, their their quarterback is actually throwing the ball a little better. He is the Ole Miss uh, transfer, John Reese Plumley, 
just kind of looks like Ryan Tannehill, but throws like uh, one-armed Ryan Tannehill. He's fast, though. And uh, the, the whole Central Florida offense is just kind of more horizontal than, than vertical. And uh, as... As this program knows, we're a big fan of the ECU, ECU quarterback, Colton Ayers. Feels like he's been there forever because he has been there forever. And I just kind of have this theory with East Carolina, uh, take him as underdogs. Uh, even though I didn't because the one time they didn't cover as, uh, oh, take them as underdogs and, and, and kind of stay away when they're favorites. When they were favorites this year, there goes App State. They lo- they actually lost to Tulane, but that was like I'm taking Tulane over ECU. Uh, in this instance, we're getting five against a very shaky. Uh, I don't believe in Central Florida. I believe in ECU. I think they can win this game outright. Um, and they almost, uh, you know, they, they almost beat the, the heavily favored ranked um, NC State Wolfpack in the beginning of the year. Their kickers got issued. Their kicker was like preseason All-American in the AAC, and now he can't even be trusted to uh, make extra points. So he's got a little something going on uh, between the years. Um, but this is going to be a Colton Ayers game. Take care of business against Central Florida. Give me the ECU Pirates plus five for game number two. All right, Andy, you got it. Uh, thank you very much for the two picks. Digging into the group of five this weekend. That's pretty good stuff. So uh, good luck, my friend. Uh, we'll go over to John in Connecticut next, and we're ready for your two college football picks. All right, Dave. Yeah, I mean, come on. What's college football without the group of five? Right. got to dive, into, dive mm-hmm. into those picks. I'm going to do one myself. Um, but first, we're going to start with a little Pac-12 action, and it's going to be Pac-12 after dark. And I'm going to take Cal getting seven and a half points at home against the Washington Huskies. Um you know, Cal was just completely embarrassed last week, losing at winless and coachless Colorado after they fired their coach. They beat Cal. Um, but this, that's exactly where you want to buy a team after a loss like that. Um, coming home against a Washington Huskies team that, you know, they've, they've played pretty well this year. I mean, we talked about it before the season, how their offense is going to be really upgraded with the Boer coming in as coach and, and bringing, uh, bringing in Michael Penix to be their quarterback. And that's worked out great. However, their defense is an absolute travesty. Uh, They lost a bunch of players to the NFL. On their two road games that they played this year, they gave up over 40 points to both um, UCLA. Okay, that's understandable. They also let the corpse of Arizona State score over 40 on them. Um, I don't think they're – they might win this game, but this is going to be pretty high scoring. Um, I just can't trust that kind of defense to be weighing this kind of number on the road that, that have to play a role here. And I think Cal had the bounce back performance. They did show a little bit of explosiveness in terms of their offense in the game against Arizona. Their running back ran to like 280 yards in that game. So it's in them to have this kind of performance. Um, so uh, we're going to take them getting the points at home here uh, with the seven and a half. So for game two, we're going to do some uh, group of five action. We're going to Conference USA and we're going to take the UTEP Miners getting four at home against Florida Atlantic. Um, this UTEP team, uh, you know, again, has a quarterback that it seems like he's been there forever, Gavin Hardison. And the key to his game is just they can't turn the ball over, and they're they're pretty solid. Um, they had a huge win at home last month against Boise State. Then they went on the road and just blew out Charlotte, which, you know, who doesn't? But still, like, UTEP winning on the road is a big deal. Um, they couldn't press their luck the second week in a row as they lost at Louisiana Tech. 
However, if you look at that game, the box score that game, they had four turnovers, and which decided the game. Otherwise, they outgained La Tech by almost 200 yards. Um, so I think it's a good spot coming off a of bye at home. They're getting four points. And let's be honest, like, do we really trust Florida Atlantic and Willie Taggart to be laying points on the road? Not me. This is a team who could barely beat the Rice Owls at home last week. Um, and there are other real games they were blown out against North Texas. I just don't think this is a, a very good team and you're laying four points on the road. Um, I don't see it. So uh, we'll take the few points and we'll take UTEP plus four in addition to Cal plus seven and a half. So we have two home dogs, which we love here uh, to take the home dogs in college football. Uh, week number eight, crazy. We're halfway through the season at this point. Oh yeah, I know. It's just, it's wild that we're already in week eight. Like we're halfway through this already, just like that. So uh, John, thank you very much for the picks and good luck, of course. Um, never a bad idea to fade Washington, generally speaking. So uh, good luck to both of those selections. Um, a question for all of you. Oh, by the way, Kevin, welcome into the chat too. <laughs> nice to see you in the chat as well. Good Gee, time. golly, it took me forever. They had made me do like ten different passwords. <laughs> Yeah, that's multi-factor no, thing. It. Yeah, that's a, that's a thing too. So, you know, we we're just talking in the chat about uh, Rutgers stories and Rutgers tailgates. You know, honestly, Rutgers tailgates aren't that bad. I was in one. You know, our friend TR like invited us to one. It was pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. To be completely honest with you. Um, but anyway, um, I have a question for the panel at large. So we, one of our favorite teams this year is UTSA, and this week they're at home against North Texas. They're giving ten. Would either of you play that, or would you fade them? I actually had it on the list. I was, I'll still play it. It's just, it's not a podcast pick, but I'm, I'm playing meet meet because I haven't played them in a while. And it's a, uh, it's an anti North Texas mean green pick that, uh, we thought we, we, we'd start fading North Texas. Cause John went to the game against UNLV and right. was like, we, we got to start fading, uh, the mean green. Uh, and we the following week against Memphis, we did. And, uh, North Texas actually end up covering that game, I think. But um, this is a good spot for meet me minus ten, in my opinion. Good stuff. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, yeah. I think that's going to be a lot of points. <laughs> Those two. De- I mean, North Texas defense is just an abomination, and uh, UTSA can be thrown on. So there's going to be a lot. I think the over under is like seventy something. Like you, <laughs> it's rare to say you like an over when it's seventy points. But I mean, you. Can, I, I can't bet an under on that with those two teams. And to even more back up with my Florida Atlantic pick, North Texas beat Florida Atlantic like two or three weeks ago at home. So they, they suck on the road. So uh, UTEP, let's go. Minor Nation, baby. Do it up. Love it. All right. So uh, thanks, everybody, for your advice. So let's go take a look at the, uh, this, uh, the, the featured games of the week in college football. Um, we have a bunch. Like, if you take hey, a look. What about your picks and Ron's picks? Sorry oh, thanks. Thank you. you, John. Thank you, John. I, good call. No, thanks, John, for keeping this on schedule. Dave's jumping all over the place. He's a lunatic. Net. Hey, listen. Let, let, we'll, we'll go through these quickly. I'll make it short and sweet, everybody. So let's first go to the. Let's go to. Let's go get Ron's picks first. Ron is our fifth panelist on the program, folks. He's not here tonight, but he sends his picks via the text, and we're looking forward to having him back here. Um, he's great. His favorite. He's on team, a milk carton now. We what? haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, he's going to Disney World this weekend, though. It's a good, good, uh, good spot for him and his family. So. It has been a minute. It has been a minute since he's been on the actual podcast, but but good. It's all. It's all right. It's all right. Good times for Ron. Uh, we send him our best, and he sends us these picks. Let's go. Let's get to them. So here they are tonight uh, for for week number eight. Ron in New Jersey has these two picks from college football. Now, 
I didn't notice that his first pick was actually for a game in progress, but I'll allow it since he sent it to me here in the in the in the afternoon. But he's gonna go Georgia State getting nine and a half against Appalachian State. All right, fine, I'll I'll take it. But uh, well, but interesting interesting to pick a game that's already in progress. But he sent it earlier. That's fine. So game number two for Ron. He's gonna go Oklahoma State getting six and a half versus Texas. Now after Texas has been off, of, um, you know, had a pretty good two week run. It does seem like a pretty good spot for Oklahoma State to be, um, to be, you know, to be at home and getting points. So, you know, they're a pesky team anyway. So, I, I think it's a pretty solid pick too. So, uh, John's, I mean, Ron's picks once again: Georgia State plus nine and a half, and Oklahoma State plus six and a half for Week Eight. And yes, uh, John, thank you for reminding me to also give my picks too. Uh, so let's go to them. Here we go. Here are my picks for Week Number. For week eight, here we go. And so this is what we're gonna come up with. We're gonna run with these two games. Um, I actually had three games I wanted to pick, so I'm gonna select two and I'll use one as a bonus. So we're gonna start with Kansas and and Leopold, who's just had a great year, as a, you know, in his in, co- in his in coaching this team. He's really coached them up. I know they had a bad they they lost by a bunch of points to Oklahoma, but you know, all in all, Kansas has been a very gritty, gutty team. And I know that their quarterback had been out for a couple weeks too, and so he might be back this week. So I'm gonna ride that possibility. We're gonna we're gonna go with Kansas getting the eight at Baylor. Baylor's a good team too. Granted, they only won by three last week, so I, I do find them a little bit sus. I I think this will be a good game. I think it'll be a good game. You know, Big Twelve generally does not disappoint. Games are often close. Games are often high scoring. Um, I know there's a risk involved with it. Oh my goodness, we got a home run here in 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 in, in Houston. But uh, we'll go Kansas plus eight to start game number one. Uh, game number two, <coughs> we're going to go checker with uh, Ron's pick of Oklahoma State getting six and a half versus Texas. I feel like Texas is due for a letdown at some point. I feel like this is the point. Um, Mike Gundy's a great coach, and I think he's going to have his team ready to go. You know, getting six and a half at home, I kind of wish it was seven. I might even buy it up to seven in real life, but it, uh, for the podcast purposes, we're going to stay with the pick as is. So our picks... Kansas getting eight, Oklahoma State getting six and a half. Let's give you a bonus pick. I like Boston College a lot, getting twenty and a half at Wake Forest because the question is as simple as this: When has Wake Forest put away anybody in the ACC? Tell me, has it happened? I mean, I love Sam Hartman and Wake Forest, but the one thing about them is their defense just generally is not good. And um, I think there's an overreaction to Boston College's, you know, just humiliating loss to Clemson recently. I get it. But your coverage is a good quarterback, and I think I think we'll end up with a pretty close game here. So those are my picks. Kansas plus 8, Oklahoma plus 6.5, and, and our bonus pick of Boston College plus 20.5 for college football coming up in week 8. All right, so let's go, go take a look at our let's go take a look at our, our picks, our NCAA um, featured games of the week. There are a bunch of them. Pinball Sorcerer, welcome into the welcome in. It's good to see you again, our good friend Pinball Sorcerer from the Twitch side. Nice to see you tonight. Uh, Pinball Sorcerer does stream from time to time, so give us give our friend a follow. He also is a mod. He also is a great friend of the Sandwich Show as well. So um, nice to see you again. So here are our featured games, week number eight. Um, you know, uh, there are a lot of games that could be sneaky good. I don't know if there's necessarily a de facto great game here. Um, but it's even I even through Boston College Wake Forest because I feel like I'm anticipating a close game, but we don't actually know that yet. Um, so number fourteen Syracuse against number five Clemson. I don't know. 
Y'all, uh, I would love to hear your your all's thoughts on it. Old Miss vs. LSU, though, that's that could be a good game. Um, you all have been on top of that one. Number seven, Old Miss, in in uh, Death Valley to face the Tigers on CBS at three thirty Eastern on Saturday. Number nine, UCLA faces number twelve, Oregon, at three thirty Eastern on Fox. And then at the same time of those two games, you're going to see number 20 Texas take on number 11 Oklahoma State. We covered that in picks, 3.30 Eastern on ABC. So a lot of great stuff happening in the 3.30 Eastern slate. Um, oh, my goodness, the Boston College game is also at 3.30. That's on ACC Network against number 13 Wake Forest. So there you go. 3.30 has got a lot going on. At nighttime, it looks pretty bleak, except for Kansas State ranked number 17 against number 8 TCU at 8 o'clock on FS1. And I threw in keep an eye on UT Martin versus number three Tennessee because you can only imagine how big a letdown the the Vols are going to have after beating Alabama. I, I mean, I'm not going to say that UT Martin's going to beat them, but it would not surprise me if that game was close. But although, granted, it wouldn't surprise me if they got blown out either. But still, you just you know you figure Tennessee's going to throw their C game at them. We'll see, we'll see. So, uh, fellas, let's look at this week's action. There's a lot to talk about. Um, John, I'll go to you first. What do you think about the slate this week uh, in college football? Yeah, some decent matchups there on paper. Um, you know, uh, I think the first game you have to look at is that Oregon and UCLA game. Um, kind of mentioned it earlier. I mean, the Pac-12 is still very much up for grabs between really four teams. I would say the two that are playing here and then Utah and USA who played uh, just last week. Um, you know, this U- Oregon-UCLA game, Probably going to be a lot of points. I mean, Oregon's, they look terrible against Georgia week one, but I mean, who doesn't look bad against Georgia? Um, and, you know, since then they played, you know, phenomenal. I mean, we've seen the good Bo Nix and when he shows up, Oregon plays, you know, really well. Their offense has been really explosive and we'll see if they can do it again here at home. Uh, this is really UCLA's first true test on the road. I know they had a road game at Colorado, but I mean, let's be honest, like we're not going to consider Colorado a, formidable opponent but um you know what else can you say about how uh, dtr has played dorian thompson robinson uh, their quarterback and and the job that chip kelly has done uh building up that program from you know where he got you know from when he first got there to now when they're a top uh what a top 10 team so the winner of this game is going to be right in the mix for you know pac 12 title contention um i'd have to check the rest of the schedules i think oregon doesn't play uh, USC, I could be wrong about that, but I remember picking them before the year because their schedule was really favorable. So I don't think they play USC. I we do know UCLA and USC will play. Uh, they have their rivalry game coming up. But this, this is going to be a really good game. Oregon's playing six. I mean, feels like a few too many to me. I don't know if I'm. I'm probably going to bet it, but my lean would be UCLA in this one. I would say with the points. Um, another this should be another high scoring game. And the over under here is seventy as well. And again, I don't want to be on the under. For sure, uh, and this one. Um, see the other games on your list there, Dave. Yeah, Ole Miss, LSU. This is the interesting scenario of the unranked team being favored at home over the ranked team. In this case, a top ten team going on the road and is the underdog. And you know, if you blindly bet this, and me and Andy should start tracking this. But I think even in our own minds, when we Blindly bet the home team giving the points here. It's like it's got to be at least 60 or 70% winning. Um, you know, it's not 100%, but it's usually the good play uh, to take the, the home team in this spot. Mr. Cajun himself, Brian Kelly, could get a big win uh, here <laughs> in the SEC West. Um, you know, Ole Miss has been impressive, but really their schedule hasn't been very good. I mean, they played 
you know, they played Georgia Tech, they played Vanderbilt, they played uh, Tulsa. I think that was their closest game is when they played Tulsa. Um, they played Kentucky. I, th- I don't think Will Levis, he might have been injured in that game. Um, so their schedule hasn't been that impressive. And um, I think the line is just telling you what you really got to bet uh, for this game. So we'll probably take LSU as the, the short home favorite uh, in this SEC matchup. Um, the Texas-Oklahoma State game, I think I think I saw Spence, uh, Sanders, it might be out with an injury. So if he's out, I don't know. I don't want any part to do with this game. But if he's playing, I'll take Oklahoma State getting all those points at home. I mean, Texas, the one time they lost was on the road at Texas Tech. Uh, you know, again, like go on the road and winning in college football is like the toughest thing to do. So if Sanders is in, I'll take Oklahoma State with the points. I mean, the Big 12, we've talked about this before. One through, through 10, like all 10 of those teams could be bowl teams. It's, it's, the, it's the deepest conference in college football. And, you know, any – Basically, any one of them can beat any other on, on any given weekend. So, um, you know, you expect a lot of close games uh, in this conference. And um, that's, I think that's what you get here if, if Oklahoma State's at full health. And even if not, I mean, you know, Andy said it, like, Gundy seems to pull these games out of his ass a number of times. And um, so I can see them covering this for sure with the six and a half points. Yeah, Syracuse, Clemson, I don't know. Syracuse, good for them, but, like, they're clear. I don't think they're the 14th best team in the country. Do I want to lay 14 with Clemson, though? Like, I don't know. This is, like, your complete stay-away game for me. Clemson will probably win, but I don't know if I want anything to do with this. Um, you know, and then the other Big 12 game you have there, Dave, uh, Kansas State, TCU. Very interesting contrast of styles here in this game because you have TCU with Dykes and uh, Max Duggan. They want to, you know, go up tempo and run this fast-paced offense, and they have just tons of explosive players. And then on the other side, you had Kansas State in like kind of their grinding run offense with Adrian Martinez, and they want to play good defense. So it's a very good clash of styles. We haven't seen anyone really slow down TCU yet on offense, but if any team in the Big 12 can do it, it's Kansas State, and they're just so well coached. I might take a chance here with Kansas State as, you know, if if it's more than a field goal, I think this will be a pretty close game. But, yeah, that's definitely a game to watch on, um, on Saturday night. And then I'll just throw out there, this is like kind of separation Saturday in the AAC, a great schedule of AAC games. We have the Cincinnati and SMU game. You have Houston at Navy. Uh, you have the UCF at East Carolina game, which I think was all picked here on the show. Um, and then Tulane and Memphis. So some great AAC matchups, uh, which should probably decide the, uh, the, the conference pecking order this weekend. And I would tend to agree with Andy. I like ECU getting the points at home in that one. And then I think uh, Navy will probably beat Houston outright. Um, Cincinnati, SMU, I don't know. I think SMU is kind of a I, – I don't know what to make of them. That, that, that backdoor cover against Navy, it helped me out, but um, I don't know if I, – I still might like Cincinnati in that matchup. Well, they have some injury concerns too, so we need to keep an eye on that. But, yeah, it's, a, it's, not, it's not an amazing schedule of games on paper, but it should still be impactful in terms of the national landscape. So it should, should be a pretty good weekend. Yeah, you're, I, I'm with you on that, John. Like, it's it's really interesting how how many uh, interesting matchups we have. Um, let's catch up on chat too. Cat chat had some comments on some of these games. Uh, that E flat guy, Syracuse is legit, but it's at Clemson. I, I think Clemson wore them down. I think we're all on the same page on that one. Um, e flat says, "Davy, no chance UT Martin does anything beyond the first half." <laughs> so chat called me out on that. That's fine. That's fine. I, I mean, it would be cool if they did, but realistically, I don't. You know, UT Martin's pretty—they're an FCS team. Like, they, they would be. It would be. It would be wild. It would be wild. Uh, so, 
Arg Pirate says he fled again. And uh, we go over to Andy, and let's get your thoughts on this week's action. Yeah, I'm pretty cranky right now. Um, App State is now up 14. Uh, I mean, it's crazy what 30 minutes on this show can do. Uh, Apples <laughs> are up 3 1. Uh, had the Knicks plus 5. And I just wanted them to lose by three in regulation. Now it looks like we're going to overtime where dogs fucking die a lot. Uh, so, yeah, just bitter, stupid, stupid, stupid stuff on the television screen. Following Captain's tweets, clean house, new slate. <laughs> Schmidt ate it. I don't know. Fan base stuff. But, um, yeah, what we're talking about, uh, the good games for this week. Yeah, I agree with um, – I agree with, with with John about UCLA Oregon. That's a crazy game. Um, I would probably, if, if gun to my head, I, I probably would take Oregon just because, you know, the the Oregon fan base might have it up for for Kelly. That's not an offensive foul. Wait, we talk NBA here. Fuck! <laughs> Just end the game. <laughs> Fuck. That was a fucking and one. They're calling the charge. Oh, really? But, uh, fuck. Knicks, they're going to die in overtime. But um, Jesus fucking Christ. You got to let that go. Maybe they'll overrule it. I don't know. We're going overtime. But uh, the uh, for Texas Oak State, yeah, the Sam Sanders in injury like looms large. But um, just a a little thumbnail on Texas, like hate him or love him. Like Sark's kind of a quirky, quirky coach, but uh, that quarterback is the real deal. And as he goes, they go. And um, yeah, for, for those like two and a half games when they had to play with Houston card, they were just an absolute shell of themselves. And this guy, this guy just likes to sling it. He's got his mullet. And uh, yeah, so that'll be an interesting game. I, I forget why you put the Boston College Wake Forest game on there, but uh, what was the significance? Well, of the that? idea was that maybe because he picked because could... I think he picked it. <laughs> That's actually so. right. That's actually right. He wants right. everyone. He wants everyone. <laughs> very biased. Very biased decision. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like... He's got stock in the ACC network. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. It's um, not really a great game. I just thought that maybe you might be one of those like sneaky good games that might go to overtime or something. But you're right. Where's Hawaii, probably... Colorado State, Dave, on your list? If we're including <laughs> I know we're going to do that. Yeah. Good... If we're including BC. Right. Exactly. Seriously. Yeah, right. That's fair. That's fair points. Yeah. He's got fair points. Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. And okay. then, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm de- I, I'm falling in on the Brian Kelly trap, and I'm taking. I wish that game was like at seven o'clock in Baton Rouge, not to sound like the the C- Cajun Cajun caps. Like, why is it our game at seven o'clock in the in Baton Rouge? Cajun but uh, but I'm those those have a very uh, well intoxicated crowd at three thirty for. You know, Gary Danielson and, and Brad Nessler. Uh, I think it's a difference, uh, difference in competition for Lane Kiffin. If you follow Ole Miss this year, you've realized that um, they go out, they, they get ahead rather quickly to these inferior opponents, and then they don't really do anything in the second half. Uh, they're not – like they can't – that game plan I don't think will be successful against LSU, especially at LSU – and um, Dave, I know like 
in the beginning of the, you know, we're like, I'm curious to see Ole Miss this year with Jackson Dart, and yeah, we still are. But uh, you know, I just, I just think Jaden Daniels, BK, and the Baton Rouge crowd is just going to be too much for for the lane train. I also think he used a lot of his car- bad karma trying and successfully covering against Vanderbilt when they could have taken knees and they didn't. And that's going to come back and bite them in the ass at some point. And I think that might be this Saturday. He got, you know, good for him that day and good for the boosters that took Ole Miss against Vanderbilt. Cause they, they were definitely playing for the cover. Like, <laughs> oh my and, God. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. That was a, that was a bad beat with, uh, Stanford, Steve and S- Scott Van Pelt. But, um, yeah, give me, give me LSU, and then yeah, we we touched on that Syracuse Clemson game. I don't know. I I've already watched my like season quota of ACC pigskin this year, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, there's a it's a full slate, and I am I will be all in from from start to finish with the baseball and all the other stuff. Uh, no apple picking. It's actually gonna be a rainy day. Big, bigly rainy day this uh, Saturday. So uh, JB, uh, uh, here Jerry, we go. Jerry Recco. Yeah, I know. I was gonna uh, say, <laughs> and I'll be happy with that rainy weather in Seattle. So right. I'm sad. The Yankees are uh, they're losing now, and like the season's like over. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm in the clubhouse right now. Are you thinking clean house, Andy? You- <laughs> yeah, fan <laughs> base. No matter what happens, yeah. <laughs> I gotta go back and read Cap's tweets. The Cap is at Go DJ too. If you guys, if you, any of you in the chat want to read his nonsense on the in the Twitter, but uh, our friend Jerry Jerry will definitely is very passionate about the Yankees, but often can run off the seat of his pants with his thoughts. So um, I actually, bet, I mean, I bet the Yankees tonight. Like I'm, right. I'm legit. Like you know. Yes. Yeah, I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. All right, folks. So uh, that's uh, let's go to Kevin. Any thoughts you had on this week's action? Just the Yan- uh, Astros are hitting Yankee Stadium home runs, which is pretty nice to see. And uh, no, and I'm t- and these guys cover cover all that. I've just during that time I've been trying to figure out what the hell the Twitch um, chat thing is. There's like different little things and jewels, and I got mm-hmm. 50 points for doing something. I don't even know what it was. I got like it's just for watching. Like maybe like like the amount cool of time you watch, you gain points. Yeah. And guys, they have their own Dave like. What are those? What are those like? Are they not gifts or like the emo? Is there emojis? Is that what it's called? Yeah, emotes. We call them emotes. Yeah. So those okay. Are- well, whatever that is, they have they have their own version. Like the old board used to have of, of Dave's face. They have their own Dave faces, but they're more action oriented. It's pretty wild in here. It's really cool. And these, the sandwich people know way more about college football than Dave let on. These they're actually, if you if you think way back to the old 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 show when we had a chat room. Um, I feel like these this crew is actually much smarter. <laughs> oh my god, you're gonna I out mean, our old chat room, the old the, blog well, talk they, chat. They, they were Seriously? they were they were more maybe more. I don't know. I don't know. This is uh, <laughs> Kevin. My goodness. I don't know. I'm sure oh. this some some guy is asking if you've ever seen a hockey hair challenge for the Minnesota High School. Oh yeah, hockey. we're gonna I'm get sure to that. Andy, I'm sure Andy has seen that. Have you seen the meeting? The hockey. Uh, he he said, "Spoiler what? alert: lots of mullets." <laughs> no, not not specifically. I mean, I know what I know. Hockey hair. Yeah. But. Okay. Yeah. No, these those guys covered. I'm I'm 
I'm just I'm I'm more perplexed. Just like Andy, that why Dave is highlighting the BC just to highlight his his pick getting destroyed. <laughs> oh my goodness! It did not take long for everybody to start trolling over here. But listen, I I normally don't do that. I just I that was a bad job. Okay, I admit it was a bad job. Bad job. Like it's a twenty point spread. There's obviously a reason why it's a twenty point spread. But let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. If it go, if it's a once possession game in the fourth quarter, y'all are gonna be like, ah, you know what? Dave was right. Dave was right. Dave, but eh, maybe not. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Um, by the way, the, so E flat, right? E flat had the question: Have you guys ever seen the hockey hair challenge for Minnesota high school hockey? One of the best bits of sports content anywhere. So if you have a chance to see that, go go check that out too. Um, that'll conclude our spot on 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 college football, which means we're going to segue now to the the NFL and from the NFL last weekend, quite a bit. (laughs) Trust me, no one will say Davis. You're, you're fitting in great. (laughs) This is what, this is what the podcast community says too. like we, everybody has has, has, has caught on to my mush. So um, last week's action was great. Obviously Um, a lot of really exciting stuff in the, in the, in the witching hour as, as you would expect. Um, the light side was actually surprisingly disappointing. I have to say, strangely enough, I thought I would be seeing more out of that uh, Buffalo, Kansas City game. But good on the, but a great job out of the Bills getting the win. It was it was weird to see a game like that with a scoreless first quarter. It was weird. It's weird. But um, John was in the building for the Packers. I'm actually going to go to Andy first, and let's get your thoughts on uh, last week's NFL action. I mean. There were certainly moments one way or another, right, Andy? So let's get your thoughts on, on all the stuff that happened, all the scenarios. Yeah, you know, um, I, I mean, I, I mean, we could go on a few angles. I'm sure all of us will kind of say similar things, like uh, it's the Jet-Giant Super Bowl collision at this point. Um, I was shocked to see the Jets, you know, basically have their way in Green Bay. Um, you know, Rodgers – he looks sad. Um, just he needs his he, he needs his receivers. Like Romeo Dobbs is awesome, but and Lazard's great, but they just they don't have much of a running game. And uh, I don't know. They just you know John can speak to it much better than me. It just seems like they're trying to just get the home run ball every time. And uh, I don't know. It's just I think they'll figure it out because the. I don't think the Vikings are a real five and one team either. So, um, and the bears suck and the lions suck. So that division is still totally up for grabs. And, uh, Tom Brady looks sad. He looks depressed, you know, even rich people go through ups and downs and, uh, against the Pittsburgh secondary without Minka Fitzpatrick, basically, uh, suiting up guys that were on the street last week and they couldn't get the job done against the Steeler team. He lost to Mitch Trubisky. I mean, that's that's just wild. Um, Giants. I mean, the Ravens. That that game's more on like. The, I, I guess the Giants have a great D, uh, great strong. Well, they they have a, a good D, but the Ravens cannot be blowing ten point leads to of all teams the New York Giants. But then again, they've already blown leads to uh, the Dolphins. Uh, they they've they've lost some wacky games this year. Um, it's just been kind of a, a, a strange season. It's like we joke about the NFL wet dream of having like everyone eight and eight. Um, 
on the last week of the season. That's obviously not going to happen. But you have a lot of three-on-three teams this year. You have a lot of three-on-three teams, and um, there's there's contenders and there's pretenders. There's teams that will eventually find their equilibrium. Um, you know, the Dolphin-Viking game was an absolute bore. Uh, the uh, Chief – I like the Chief-Bill game. I, I had the Bills, so called it. That was uh, – yeah, it was, you know, very – unmethodical, uninspiring first quarter because both teams like sputtered in the other team's end, uh, red zone. But Bills are the Bills are the real deal, obviously, not breaking anything new. The Falcons remain to be a frisky team. Make a fucking tackle. Make a fucking tackle. Dave, this show started and it's going to be 28-3. <laughs> oh, my Georgia, gosh. Uh, 28-3 App State. Oof. What a fucking joke. What a fucking joke. That one, Try that not to be mad at our host here, but God. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what are the thoughts? Yeah, the Patriots have Zappy Fever um, the, as the Astros just hit a, another home run. I feel sick to my stomach. Bet, these Yankees better be going to bed. No alcohol, no, no room <laughs> service, no going out. They need nine hours of sleep. Ready to go tomorrow. I'm taking bed check on the uh, Yankees in their hotel. Get some sleep. Uh, the Sunday night game, um, what are you going to do? The The Cowboys were obviously a little ahead of schedule. And, you know, the Eagles are still – they haven't really shown any, like, weaknesses yet. Uh, they've got a great running game. Jalen Hurts has proven his doubters wrong. He's got weapons to throw to. Um, yeah, the the – Eagles are definitely legit so far. I know we've only played like a third of the season, but you know, the Cowboys, they, they held their own while Dak was out. Obviously Cooper rush is, is not the long-term answer. And uh, he just kind of set them completely backwards, you know, with those early interceptions and stuff and they couldn't come back there the way they're built without Dak Prescott. They're not coming back from those types of deficits and they didn't. Uh, what else? What else? Give me some of the other games. The, um, yeah, Pat. Yeah. I don't know. Like we, this program was all in on Bailey Zappi when he was at Western Kentucky. And, uh, the best thing that happened to him was Jed Hoyer, uh, getting a, getting a concussion and getting into that game against green Bay. And he's, he's doing well. And, you know, recency bias, Mac Jones is all hobbled up. He looks, looks a lot more like a doofus at this point. I would just, you know, keep it up with Zappy. That Patriot schedule soft, and uh, they got the Bears coming up. So you'd rather play with 100% Zappy than a 70% Mac Jones at this point. So we'll see what happens there. Um, Seahawks is playing surprisingly well. You know, any the fact that that Seahawks defense is awful. We've seen it. We've seen it get shredded to bits. And then inner in Ryan Gosling and Kyler fucking Murray. Two fucking Beavis and Buttheads, Rocksteady and Bebop. Please keep that team together as long as possible so you can fade them. I mean, they have no game plan. Kyler Murray just he just doesn't look like he ha- has any sort of like clue. And Gosling just shows up with his little playbook and he just in his black collared, uh, you know, mock turtleneck or whatever, and with his sunglasses on, and doesn't look like he knows anything. Especially in the, you know, that's actually when you should look your best with those scripted first drives, and they just look so awful. I'll be, he might get fired. He might get fired this year. Uh, extension be damned. But um, the 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 Cardinals are a hot mess, and unfortunately, 
the Saints and the Cardinals are the game tomorrow, and you have to bet on one of them, or you don't. But um, yeah, it was just, you know, Dave, you you mentioned it in the chat. Like, there's there's just a lot of bad football out there. Which, you know, uh, if you are one of those teams that you know came out of the gate, you know, like a skittish racehorse, you know, you have you have time to turn it around because there's really no, uh, it's basically the tallest midget right now, unless you're the bills or the Eagles or the chiefs, arguably like, you know, you're the tallest midget. And you know, the good thing about the NFL playoffs, a lot of midgets get to get in that postseason in January. <laughs> like even a team like the Bengals, the yeah. Bengals are not on all cylinders, but they have all the skilled players to be there at the end of the year. And, and the Rams look like crap, but they played Carolina, so they'll be fine. There's a lot of teams on bye this week, too. So, um, And, Dave, if you don't have this specific game on your uh, upcoming map, I'm going to have to tease you again, but we'll see. Wait, which we'll one? Which one? Well, I'm not burying the lead. We'll see. Oh, okay, okay. Well, like, I, I, I think I do. I was a, it was a struggle finding games to put on that featured game thing, to be honest with you. But I think the one you're talking about might be on there. We'll we'll, we'll see. Um, John, you were you were in the building for the uh, Packers' unfortunate loss to the Jets. Uh, but other than that, let's get your thoughts on last week's action. Yeah, so I can't be of much help to the one o'clock games. I can give some random thoughts on it that I saw from highlights and whatnot. But yeah, I was there for Green Bay and New York. Um, honestly. Now, I'm not one of those people, oh, look at the total yardage. They had the same number of yards. Like, But honestly, the Packers and Jets had the same number of yards. Like, It wasn't a 27-10 to 10 game, really. There were just some, a couple of um, key plays that the Jets made. You know, They had the block punt for a touchdown. That was a huge play. Um, they, had a, they blocked a Packers field goal in, in the first quarter. You know, They got some timely sacks on Rodgers. Uh, Zach Wilson didn't really have a good game, but I mean, he made a couple throws when he had to, like he made some deep throws and then they just started to wear Green Bay down with their running game. I mean, Brees Hall, like he is a legit player. Uh, so the Jets, they got some good young talent. So I'll give them all the credit, um, you know, for going in there and just completely frustrating anything that Green Bay wanted to do um, as Appalachian State scores another touchdown. So Dave, like, man, we're your jinx here is not working out. We need to need a back for cover uh, from Georgia State at this point. But um, yeah, I mean the Packers' offense at the moment—it's just—I don't know—it's just—it's just really plotting, which is just crazy to say. Because usually they're very explosive. Obviously, not having Adams is huge. Um, but you know, Dubs is going to be a, a really good player. They do miss Christian Watson, even though he's had some issues with drops. He's like the fastest player on the team, arguably one of the fastest players in the league. Like you can just see his speed. It's just insane. And when he's not there to run routes down the field, um, you know, it doesn't open when he's there, it opens it up like the middle of the field for the other receivers. But without him, there's no explosiveness. Um, you know, they have the, the defense is all within like a 10 yard window. So then you, you can't get Aaron Jones in space and he's arguably their second most dynamic player. So they can't get him going. The offensive line is terrible in that they have the wrong guys at the wrong positions. Elton Jenkins should not be playing tackle. He should be playing guard. I don't know why they keep putting him at tackle, but it, they, just, they just have a lot to figure out. I'm not going to write the season off as a, like a lost cause or anything because like Andy's talking about, like it's, the season's wide, you know, it's wide open, um, especially in the NFC. And, um, you know, they just need to work through this, get some injured players back and see where it goes. Like, I, I don't think, I'm not going to call the season over by a long shot, 
Uh, it's certainly been disappointing, but uh, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go that far. I mean, they have, they have talented players on and on defense too. So mm-hmm. not going to write it off, but just certainly disappointing. Ever since that game in London, the second half against the Giants was just absolutely pathetic. I mean, the Giants have the magic this year. Apparently, they just whatever they do, it, it doesn't matter. Like they're going to pull it out of their ass every week. Apparently, they did that again against the Ravens here on Sunday. I didn't see that game, um, obviously, but you know, I saw the score. The Ravens were up ten in the fourth quarter, and they ended up losing that. Um, yeah, the, the Bucks Steelers game was really surprising. I kind of liked Pittsburgh as like a pick for, you know, getting all the points. But then, you know, I saw the same thing about their secondary. Like they had no secondary. I was like, all right, well, this is probably not going to work out too well. So I stayed away from Pittsburgh because the line jumped from like seven and a half to ten. Like, all right, I'll stay, I'll stay away from Pitt. And they end up winning outright. Um, you know, so that's a pretty bad loss for the Bucs. So I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Brady just <laughs> feels like in his comments today, it's like he says the season was akin to like – military service like a deployment it's like whoa tom like let's let's calm down here a little bit buddy um you know you know rough comments and it's just like it just goes to show you like you really didn't probably want to come back to play this year it's just he wanted to get away from his family and the whole deal is <laughs> he's going through the divorce with his wife i feel yeah. kind of you know i feel bad for the guy he's just going through a lot and it's just you know clearly affecting his, his play at the moment so we'll see if they can turn things around um yeah that's all i got on the one o'clock games yeah the the chiefs bills game was pretty good Romo called it. He called the exact score at the beginning of the game. Wow. 20. Yeah, he said, oh, yeah, this is a 24-20 game, Jim. And uh, he was right. And, uh, you know, Buffalo, they had the drive at the end. Didn't leave time for Mahomes and just sneak out of there with a win. And that will probably decide home field advantage in the AFC. And that was a huge win for Buffalo. Um, you know, they'll, you know, not to say that the Chiefs couldn't win in Buffalo, but I think it would matter more to the Bills having home field. Um, than the Chiefs at this point. Um, yeah, the the Cardinals, they just like – I think I saw a step they have three points in the first quarter all year, and that just goes to show you, like, the preparation that uh, Kingsbury is doing. And then they give Murray, like, this that huge contract with the clause that he, like, has to do film study. Like, anyone who could see the writing on the wall, wall like, why are they putting that in the contract if he didn't – if he wasn't doing that to begin with? Oh, it's a show of good faith. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, no, it's not. It's clearly – not doing what he's supposed to be doing mm-hmm. in terms of his responsibilities at an NFL starting quarterback. Um, but yeah, they're a complete disgrace. And, but Andy's right. Like, how do you take the saints on the road either tomorrow night? Like talk about a brutal game, like absolute gun to my head. Like I'd probably take the saints just because the Cardinals are just absolutely unbettable. At least the saints have some shown some life in a lot of these games and, and could have won easily could have won against the Bengals on Sunday, you know, and they're still missing all those guys. So it doesn't matter. Um, you know, they're missing Thomas and Olave, and uh, I saw the uh, Lattimore, the cornerback, as well. But still, give me anybody over this uh, this Cardinals team at the moment. So I'd probably, I'd probably win the Saints and also over. I think there could be some points scored in that one. If, if Kingsbury could actually come up with a halfway decent game plan. Um, and yeah, in the Sunday night, uh, Sunday night game, uh, Cooper Rush turned into a pumpkin, but, you know, we were kind of expecting that at some point. The Eagles are good, but the one thing is, like, they haven't played from behind yet. Like, they've just been ahead right. in every single game. I'd like to see them playing from behind and, like, Hurts having to lead a comeback. Um, so, and then, you know, it just continues overall, I guess, the theme of the week is just there's just a lot of bad quarterback play. Offenses are still really struggling. Um, maybe that's why, like, they keep calling these ridiculous penalties on roughing the passer because they want it more points in the NFL. I mean, maybe that's a, that's a theory. I don't know. Um, 
yeah, and then that Monday night game, oh my God, that was a rough watch. Um, you know, can we get the Broncos, like banish them from the NFL or like just off TV? Like, it's a great question. <laughs> we don't need to see Hackett and washed up Russell Wilson anymore. Like what an absolute joke. And the fact that the Chargers can only beat that team by three points. I mean, the Denver defense is good. I'll give them credit. But my God, I commented on Twitter, like Denver is like Iowa. On offense, <laughs> it's just they can't score more than ten points in a game. Yeah, and I'm I'm I wish like the the opening line for the Denver Jets game was like minus three and a half Denver. I was going to put up a lot of money on the Jets, but unfortunately, it's it's much you know it's like almost a pickup now. And the, the over under was in the forties. I was about to hit that too, and now you can't find a forty anywhere. But um, yeah, that was that was a rough game. But I did that was on my uh, flight on the way home. I had I got to watch that, so at least it was better than just kind of. Dealing with the other passengers, you could, you could watch the game on the, on the mm-hmm. plane. So, uh, little wins in life, I guess. Even if it was the Broncos, it helped pass the time a little bit. So, <laughs> yeah, interesting week for sure. Um, but just overall, the theme of just rough quarterback play and bad offense continues, and we'll see if it picks up over the over the second half of the season. Yeah, you're really right about that. Like, it's kind of tough to find really any great quarterback. I mean. Yeah, like every division's got like two or three bad quarterbacks in it, or maybe underwhelming is the word I would use here. Um, Swim says, Turbo Swim says, a Q, total QBR 46.6 regarding Murray. Listen, he's studying very hard. That's nearly 50%. And then um, <laughs> he also says, clearly his witch wife stopped giving him superpower, meaning um, Giselle Bunchen. And then Romo's still which wife still working only conclusion. Um, Jamie's in the chat. Jamie eight 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 eight. Welcome in, Jamie. She's one of our mods here in on our sandwich show chat. So good to have you back here. Big sports fan too, by the way. Pa- Patriot fan, FYI. Um, Turbo Swim says Brian Dable is in for coach of the year at this rate. That is that is a name. Wow. Um, Stuart Hayek says season is over the day they lost to the Vikes. Mm. Yeah, that first. Was that th- all the Packers? Yeah, that went back in week one. Yeah. That was a, that's well, when Watson dropped the pass on the first play of the season, it set the tone for sure. Yeah. I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's still a lot of there's still half a season to go, right? For all these teams, so I I don't know. I mean, and and uh, Stewart was really not that high on the Vikings either. I think he's kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Although he still thinks that they're going to go seven and one, and then I think it's they're going to level off in a big way. So we'll see if that's true. Stewart's a big Vikings fan. He's from Winnipeg, so Winnipeg's closest to Minneapolis. So that's like the local team over there. Um, all right. So Kevin, any thoughts on week on the last week's action? You went four zero. Good stuff. My only thought is that. Jacksonville loses to the Colts. The Dolphins at home lose to the Vikings. And then Tampa Bay loses to the Steelers, which therefore makes appropriately Florida the toilet of not just the NFL weekend, but the country. Um, And the capital of football is now New York, which, as Andy knows, capital of baseball in the 1950s. According to Ken Burns, was New York. Now you've got Bills five and one, Giants five and one, and the Jets four and two. I do think that the, remains the toilet, and it's all about New York. It's it's kind of amazing that the I, I think I'm more surprised at the Giants than the Jets even, if that makes any sense. I don't know why, but I just feel like the Giants. I, I just don't understand how they're winning these games. Like, they, where is the offense coming from? It just that definitely shocked me that that comeback. But go to on them, I guess. But I feel like course correction is coming for both those teams. We'll see. I, John, you remember, you mentioned West Coast bias. 
Hey, listen, I'm down on the Rams, so I, I mean, to a point, it's a West Coast bias, you know. I, the, the Rams are very fortunate to cover that. They look bad in the first half. We'll see. So oh, uh, one, one more, uh, one more update. One, one more update, rough. yeah. Guys, I got, 50, I got fifty more points in Dave's chat room. I don't know, I'm sure how, but I got fifty points somehow. Well, you just well, as you watch the channel, you'll get points in uh, in the chat. So that's listen. I don't 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 poo poo my points. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm giving you credit. Uh, and Turbo Swim says Bargo, oh. which is valid. Yeah, Dave, Bargo. I forgot to say before. I saw a celebrity on my trip to Green Bay. Oh, nice. Like, guys oh. will never guess who I saw. Oh, wait, was, on the airplane? No, it was at the casino. Okay, I told you the sportsbook casino there. So it was the night, night after the game. I'm obviously there just to drink my sorrows away and gamble, of course. And sure enough, casino, I, hear, like, Wisconsin. I walk in and like there's. These people, like all these Jets fans, taking pictures with this guy. I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? Then it just, you know, had a drink or whatever. Oh, and then, no. it, then it hit me because they started doing the, the J E T. Oh, no. No, no. I swear, I swear to God, <laughs> this fireman Ed was right there, like literally five feet away from me. Didn't didn't drink, didn't pay for a drink the whole night. Yep. People coming up, talking to him. Oh, I've been a fan of yours for God, you know, God knows how long. So, uh, yep. Saw Fireman Ed up close and personal, so to add insult to injury to my trip. Amazed! Oh awful. my gosh, poor John. We, I mean, you could mm. only have gotten worse if like Evan Roberts showed up. <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah, true oh. story. Yikes, Fireman Ed. Oof. All right, so um, let's get to it. We got time for picks, so let's roll it down the panel. Let's go back to Kevin on the Cape, and um, you know. Uh, this is a tough slate to pick. I'm having a really tough time finding these lines. I wish that Jets game was plus seven. That would have been a lot easier pick at plus seven than plus one. I have, there, I don't have any idea. But, uh, Kev, when you're ready, let's get your picks for the week seven NFL action. Well, I had the Jets and the Giants last week, so that was fun. Um, oh, man. Wow. I almost want to do Good it again. You. Yeah, no, seriously. You know, you know, last I year. I want to go back. To do a parlay of those two teams' money lines would have been a big day. Right? Like, wouldn't that have been a big day? But anyway, on to your picks. Uh, and I don't know. I don't think I have the guts to do it again. But um, my first pick is going to be the Cowboys uh, over the Lions. I think it's seven. It's seven. Like Ooh, man. Wow. Wow. And <laughs> no, I'm with them. Cool, cool. Then my second pick is I'm going I'm going with Plod Central. I'm all NFC East this week. You want to go with the Giants? Plod Cowboys Central. and the Giants. Giants. Plod City. All right. And now let me go figure out what the odds are for that game. One sec. Just give me a second here. Oh, son of a who hit that? Was it the billion dollar man? <laughs> who was that? No, he struck out. Oh, okay. Well, the Yankees got a home run in there somewhere. Is that Rizzo? Is that Rizzo? Well, anyway, the Yankees have just uh, are cut, have cut the lead to two runs, so it's four to two game, uh, four to two Astros in the eighth. But uh, oh, against the Bear uh, Giants are getting three at the Jaguar. Oh, okay, yeah, that's actually pretty good. That's a pretty solid pick. Okay, cool. Kev, uh, good luck. Thank you very much for the Thanks, picks. Man. Yeah, you got it. Um, yeah, definitely. I'm rooting for some for all of us to. To roll roar back here, so we can get above 500 for the season. So, um, Andy, we're ready for your picks as well, and we're very interested to see what you got this week for uh, the NFL. 
Yeah, thanks. And then after that, I got to go back to the laundry room. I'm doing laundry. So, okay. you know, the cycle. But <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, game – but I'll be back, Arthur. Game okay. number one, I'm taking the, uh, taking the Seahawks. I don't say it like that, but I'm taking the Seahawks as our uh, quest to get over five and a half games uh, is – is there you know they're three and three uh but yeah we're getting sticks from the la chargers so uh good luck yachts congratulations yachts sorry yachts hang in there yachts uh do well yachts but uh don't cover yachts and this is just a um i don't know why am i taking the seahawks i don't know you know geno smith is playing well they've got weapons at wide receiver um their defense sucks i i'll give you that but you know the thing about the Chargers that the Chargers they 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 have this uh, affinity of, of keeping things interesting when they really don't have to keep things interesting uh, sometimes. So, you know, the Chargers could be up twenty-eight to seven, you know, with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, and then they do Charger kind of things, and next thing you know, Geno Smith is uh, leading the Seahawks for a little backdoor magic. So. Uh, and yeah, as as the other guys have alluded to and mentioned, the the Chargers just, you know, they've they've laid some eggs in in the beginning of the year. You know, Eckler is king again with from a fantasy standpoint, but um, you know, they they just they look so awful against Denver. And yeah, Denver does have a good defense, but that overtime was just absolutely horrendous. John's right, that was a Big Ten, that was a Big Ten box score or the play summary. Punt, 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 punt. Um, and the thing about the, the other thing about the Chargers is that that, that coach just loves to do weird things and, and go for it on like fourth and seven and uh, fourth and seven from midfield, or fourth and two. He, he, sometimes he doesn't like to just take the easy guaranteed point. So if the Seahawks can get lucky and maybe stop the Chargers on a, on a few fourth downs, the cover is right there. The game's right there. So give me the Seahawks plus six for game number one. In game number two, I, I'm taking the Houston Texans. Oh, my. Houston Texans. Yeah, fresh off a bye. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking the Texans. Deal with it. Tilt, tilt like Musnick. But uh, I'm taking them, getting seven against the Raiders. Now, the Raiders, obviously, are, some people say they might be the best one-in-four team in the NFL. And while that might be true, they, they're still quarterbacked by Derek Carr, and they're still coached by Josh McDaniels, and they're still one-in-four. And – uh they have some tears to deal with after losing that game against KC. And uh, though they didn't have a bye, they had, you know, you play on that Thursday night, you get like the mini bye. So they've had the mini bye to, to get it out of their system. But yeah, I'm just taking the Texans, getting seven. Lovey Smith, um, uh, Davis Mills, uh, Brandon Cooks. I'm, I'm, this is more of an anti-Raider pick than it is a pro Lovey Smith pick, to be honest with you. I just, I just think the Texans are—they should hang around. They can hang around, and there's a—you know—you're still one and four at the end of the day, Josh McDaniels. Like you could have, would have, should have, maybe be five and zero, oh, but you're still one and four. You're not doing the things to, uh, you know, finish these games. Uh, yeah, you also could be zero oh and five too. Uh, you know, with, with that the Cardinal game scenario. So, uh, yeah, it's go Lovey Smith, go Houston Texans, getting seven for game number two. 
I'm with you. You know, I mean, I was kind of, I was kind of uh, laughing at it in the mid, in the middle, but I actually think there's a good value there. Yeah, I like it. So, uh, thank you for the picks, Andy. Good luck. And uh, let's now move ahead to John in Connecticut, and let's get your two picks for NFL Week Seven. All right, Dave. Well, my first pick, Andy already said it. Uh, we're going to go with Seattle plus six. I maybe I wanted to pivot, but whatever. We're just going to try to get wins at this point. Um, I think it's too many points. I mean, we are kind of spinning the roulette wheel with their defense. It's been pretty bad. And so that the performance against the Cardinals, throw it out the window because we we established here, you know, uh, Kingsbury and Murray, not exactly, you know, the smartest combination of uh, quarterback and coach in the NFL and, you know, how they're designing their offense and whatnot. So Seattle defense is, is probably going to get shredded here. But Seattle offense has been really good. I mean, I think <laughs> – the Denver's regretting they traded for the wrong quarterback. Maybe they should have traded for Geno Smith because Geno Smith is cooking uh, at the moment um, with their offense, and they should be able to score decent enough points to stay in this game. And I agree with Andy's point that um, Staley might give you a free possession here and there with these dumbass decisions. And, you know, let's get them to stay within the number, like 28-24 or something. Uh, so we'll, we'll take Seattle plus six for the first game. And then game two, I usually never lay decent amount of points, but we're going to ride with the Bailey Zappi train, and we're going to go with the Patriots, minus eight, on Monday Night Football against the sad, sad Chicago Bears. Um, and one thing about Belichick, like, the Patriots' defense hasn't been that great this year, but you can always count on Belichick coming up with some kind of scheme against a young quarterback, especially one that's struggling like Justin Fields. who He can't even hit, like, the easy throws at this point. And you're telling me they're going to go into New England and put up some kind of good offensive performance. I know they had a decent running game, but uh, I just don't see it going well for them there. And Zappi has shown you enough that the Patriots can get 21 points on the board. And I don't see the Bears getting past 10. Um, you know, obviously there can be like fluke turnovers or special teams or whatever. But just in terms of moving the ball from 20 to 20 and scoring points, Bears, it's just a complete struggle for them at the moment. And I don't see it going any better in New England. We'll lay the points with New England, um, minus eight for the, for the second pick. So Patriots minus eight and Seattle plus six are the picks for NFL week number seven. Love it, uh, John. Uh, thank you very much for the picks and good luck. Pretty savvy stuff there. I, I like it. Uh, Andy's off to get uh, get the laundry. So uh, let's go uh, give you the rest of the picks then while he does. And so we're going to start with John Ron in New Jersey's picks. So we'll do that now. Uh, Ron in New Jersey sends these picks via the text as he's heading towards Central Florida to go check out Disney World with the family. Um, I hear the Star Wars, the new Star Wars attractions are really great down there. So here we go. Let's ch- let's give it a go. Here, um, Ron in New Jersey's picks for Week Seven of the NFL are as follows. Let's take a look. He is going to start with the Chiefs giving two and a half at the 49ers in the showcase game on. I'm assuming CBS. I'm trying. I forgot who had the doubleheader this week. So, uh, good spot for the Chiefs. They're coming off a loss, and now the 49ers are coming off a bye, if I remember correctly. No, 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 not coming off a bye. The 49ers came off a loss to the Falcons. So, and they have some pretty significant injuries. So it's an interesting spot. So uh, Chiefs giving Fox, two and a half. Fox, Fox, Dave. It's Fox. Fox okay, cool, Fox cool. Four. Thanks Kevin for Burkhart. Oh, Burkhart, nice. A team. Sort of. Um, um, and then the Dolphins, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, well done, uh, so the Dolphins, game number two for is uh, the Dolphins giving seven against the Steelers. And honestly, I'm not going to argue that. <laughs> I 
Steelers have been bad. They're coming off a great win, but still, they got a long ways to go. So, um, and now I don't know what Tua's status is for that game. Actually, interesting. That's been an interesting developing storyline. We'll see if he plays that one, but I don't think it matters. I think the Dolphins are going to win either way. So, uh, Chiefs giving two and a half, and Dolphins minus seven. The picks for Ron in New Jersey, Week Seven, NFL. All right, let's keep it rolling. We're going to go with uh, with my picks for Week Seven, and here they are. Here we go. Um, so I have for you a checker and a head-to-head pick. We're going to do the head-to-head pick first. So earlier in our segment, Kevin was big on the Cowboys giving seven at the Lions. I'm going to fade it. I'm going to go Lions plus seven at the Cowboys. Now, Lions are not a great team. I get, I understand that. Their defense is not great. And um, I don't even know what the scenario is at the quarterback at the moment. But if there's one thing about the Lions I remember, they have been in almost every single game. Every single game this entire season. It's been quite wild. And I think if there's one thing you, you, you can count on with the Cowboys is that they play they don't play that great at home. And I'm, <laughs> Turbo Swift's not going to like any of this. But um, our swim friend Swims is a Cowboy fan. But look, I think we could have a close game. If the Cowboys win by seven, that's awesome. But that's also going to be a push. So I'm going to go Glides getting seven in game number one. Game number two, we're going to we're gonna we're gonna ride with with Biebs, aka Ron in New Jersey. We're gonna take Chiefs giving two and a half at the 49ers. I just think the Niners are way too banged up right now. They've got injuries on defense. Bosa may play, he may not play. There's a lot of there's a lot of mystery around that. Um and the Chiefs are going to be desperate for this game. And generally when the Chiefs play with desperation, it doesn't happen most of the season. But those games when they need the game, they're going to have the game. And I think that Mahomes is going to be too much. The thing is, I think the Niners are going to have a tough time slowing down uh, Travis Kelsey anyway. I think No matter how good their defense is. So I think the Chiefs will take this one in Santa Clara. So the picks. Lions getting seven. Chiefs giving two and a half for week seven of the NFL. Um... Yeah, Turbo Swim says, I don't know if I'd pick the Lions against that D, though. Fair, That's a fair point. <laughs> and I'll say because the offensive line for the Lions has not been a strong suit. I think it's a very fair point. It's a very fair point. Very fair point. Um, but we'll see. Um, Stuart Hayek says, other than Patriots blowing out the Lions, they have been in every game. Right, exactly. The Lions have been in... They found a way. It's going to be... It'll be a very... If nothing else, it'll be an interesting watch. I'm curious as to see how both teams will respond. Obviously, the Cowboys had a humiliating loss to the Eagles, so uh, lots to, to talk about there. Um, I am rooting for a good game just from the standpoint that I think those two teams could be fun to watch, but we'll see. So let's go look at the featured games this week, unless I missed anything. I don't think I did. So uh, we'll check out the featured games. Here they are. And we're and it, and again... No. Th- oh, he does have it. He does have it. I see. I know. I was. There's a lot of drama here. There's a lot of drama here. Andy was 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 ready to call me out. It was like, is that? Tell him you don't. You're not a. You don't like Jim Nance. <laughs> Where'd no. you go, Andy? I thought you'd be up on here. Let's see. But Andy's there somewhere in the photo. No, no, no. We 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 are down for it this time. So, is that the Jim Nance game? The Lions game? Yeah. Yeah. Good spot. I think they picked as well as they could there. I mean, honestly, it's a very, very lean slate. I just, 
I was really struggling to find games for this. Like, I'm like, Falcons, Bengals, okay. I think I finally settled on something that's kind of decent. Falcons have been gritty. They've been gutty. They've been in a lot of games. Mariota's been playing actually surprisingly well. Uh, the Bengals, I still don't trust. Their offensive line is just not that good. Their defense is whatever. So I think that could be a good game, too. Um, I don't think I put them in my picks, but I would take the I would take the Falcons in that game. I get with with the points, um, and then we mentioned Chiefs 49ers, and I I don't know. I really honestly I think the Chiefs are going to blow them out, but but it could be a good game. Well, we'll see. Niners defense is generally good, but they're banged up. That is the thing. Um, yeah, Swim says the problem is you never know what games are good this year. You really don't, and this week is particularly the case. I just can't get a meter on it at all so um let's go back to let's roll back so yeah Andy, i got i i, I think i'm glad i got that i'm glad i <laughs> i'm glad i did not i did not uh i did not hose nance and romo this time yes the lions and cowboys are in the mix let's go to john and let's get your thoughts on this week's action yeah whatever the nfl serves us up we're gonna watch anyway so we talked about the shitty quarterback play we'll be sitting there sunday at one watching yep. the nfl red zone channel so it doesn't really matter Hell, we'll be watching the Cardinals and the Saints tomorrow night. It doesn't matter with the so NFL surplus. <laughs> you will be there watching it. Yep. So, um, yeah. And, I mean, the prime time games of this week, man, it's a, it's rough. So, you have the aforementioned game tomorrow with the Saints and the Cardinals. Um, you know, the the mastermind of Kingsbury against whatever the Saints are, are putting out there. At least the Saints, like I said, have been competitive. Uh, Cliff might be coaching for his job. But who, who the hell knows with that game? They, they're giving you like a or they're giving you like a, a risk-free uh, same game parlay on FanDuel. That might be my move for that game instead of just betting aside. But like I said, if I had to bet, I, I'd probably go with the Saints. But no real feel on that. But then the other primetime games, you have the Dolphins and the Steelers, and then Monday night you have the Bears and the Patriots. Just kind of kind of a rough rough primetime slate there. But again. We'll be there watching and betting. I just picked the Patriots with my one of my picks here, so we've got to we got to be commit to that one on Monday. Um, but yeah, the Sunday slate, the Falcons. It's just like they're it's begging you to take the spread there. They're like six and zero against the spread, and they're almost they're catching a touchdown against a Bengals team that really can't put anybody away this year. It's like you're they're begging you to take Atlanta, and so it almost feels like a trap. But probably have to dive in. I mean, the Falcons have surprisingly the two teams that everyone thought would be horrible at the beginning of the season. The Falcons and the Seahawks are surprisingly very competitive and better than teams like the Broncos. And um, I mean, everyone in the Texans would be not be good, but yeah, I mean, much, much uh, more competitive than, than we thought with those two teams. Um, yeah. The, the nine, the, the injuries to the 49ers kind of takes a little luster off of that game. Um, although I think their defense is still pretty good and I think they may be able to slow down Mahomes a bit. So I think that'll be competitive. I definitely would lean the Chiefs uh, just because of all those injuries, but mm-hmm. I think it'll be a competitive game. I don't think it'll be a blowout by any means. But again, the spread's only two and a half, so you got to figure if the Chiefs can can win that by a field goal. Um, Packers are in Washington to play the Commanders. No Carson Wentz. That might be a good thing for Washington. I don't know. We shall see. Taylor Heineke is back, starting for um, for Washington. I don't know. I hope Green Bay wins. They lose. It's going to be a real shit show. They lose to the Commanders. That's that's all I got to say about that one. Like it's it's a good get right spot for them to, to win that game and get back on track. Um, you know the other other games on the schedule aren't great, but like I said, we'll 
we're going to be there at one o'clock on Sunday with the, with the red zone. Actually, I'm truly fascinated now by watching Denver games. I have to say just to see how low it can get for them each week. And now with the jets coming in, like right, riding a wave of, of momentum, like I didn't, the jets are going to beat them. Like how can you pick, pick that Denver team right now to, to do anything on offense, to score more than 10 points Like the jets can score 13. Like that's going to be 13 to 10 that game. And you know, and the jets will be on top. So um, yeah, I'm actually kind of, kind of intrigued by that, by that Denver versus the jets game, but yeah, schedule. It is what it is. It's kind of not a great week, but again, we'll we'll be there betting and doing fantasy and uh, all the good stuff. So whatever the NFL gives us, we'll we'll take it. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, you know, our friend Turbo Swimmers had some great points in that. Oh man, what happened over here? You just turned went Jeopardy on me. This is great. Oh, okay, but anyway, um, yeah. No, you're right, John. Um, you know, our friend Turbo Swim had a really good point. Like, we all lots of parody. We all want it when we don't have it, and when we do. I mean. And it's just kind of goes back to what Andy is saying. We're there no matter what 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 we get, you know. Um, the comments uh, that the Giants, the Jaguars could be really good. I mean, I, you know, there definitely could be one of those games that go, comes down to the final field goal. And uh, Swim says Cleveland, Baltimore are generally good games, even when the teams are blah. That's true. I've seen so many close games between those two teams. It doesn't matter what the record. Throughout well, the record, Ravens are like blowing leads every game. So like, yeah, that could be a that could be a decent pick. Actually, now that I think about it, like Browns plus six and a half or seven, like. He's signing up for that one too. Division yeah. games should be pretty close. Oh yeah, uh, let's go to Andy for your thoughts on this week's action too, and the comment from Swims: Russell Wilson has twice as many bathrooms in his home as touchdowns. <laughs> Andy, let's get... saw, we must have saw the same tweet about <laughs> nice. ten minutes ago. Uh... Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Thanks for including the Nance Romo. Definitely. So the story behind that: a lot of times Dave will conveniently forget the Nance Romo game which <laughs> is only the you know one of the two big games uh, <laughs> on that Sunday <laughs> but, uh, no we, we're just messing around but uh uh just we've already we've said this before um Amazon's getting the Friday game next year by the way the the pig gets more greedy the pig gets more food but this year especially with like uh, Al, Al and Herbie get a game and then, uh, Tariko and Collinsworth get a game and Joe and Troy get a game and Jim and Tony get a game and Burkhart and Olsen get a game. So that's 10 teams right there. Like that you need supposedly to, you know, to have decent game, you know, that's 10 teams from the inventory. And right now, like you might not have 10 teams. So, and obviously the Amazon package, they get like the last, you know, the last of it all. And so, yeah, we're just, we just get bludgeoned over the head with uh, New Orleans and Arizona. And last week I actually did not watch Chicago, Washington, like, cause I was watching Baylor and West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I you could not watch that game. I didn't even gamble on that game. I, you know, my friends were in town and I was like, we were not betting this game. Like, Traditionally, a normal Thursday would, but did not. And that game, I guess it came down to the end, 12-7, and then feels through it like not quite at the goal line when he should. But anyway, like, yeah, there's um, there's just a lot of, like, poo-poo games on right now. But uh, we're, we're, we're still going to watch. Like, NFL's king, concussions, they, they screw up concussions. We're still going to watch, like – all the bad stuff that happened, we're still watching. Like that's why the NFL is basically invincible, and 
these rash of crappy games. It doesn't matter. Like it, it doesn't matter. We're watching. Uh, so maybe we're part of the problem. But uh, these, yeah, usually there's like, <laughs> so it's weird. How is there only three games here? But, uh, you know, I don't know. If you want to, like, go outside the box and put Bears, Pats, you can because it's just crazy how they set it up. So uh, right now, Bill Belichick is tied with George Hallis for most uh, wins of all time. And so who is he playing to get one more win than George Hallis? The Bears, like how it's crazy how that happens. So that'll be like one little, you know, thumbnail to pay attention to on Monday night when it bears, um, bears and, and pass. The other problem this week is that you know Buffalo's on a buy, Minnesota's on a buy, the Rams are on a buy, the Eagles are on a buy. Like that's that's a lot of like of the, you just listed like four of the like decent teams out there. Yeah. So you know. Steelers, Dolphins on Sunday night. Is that going to get your whistle wet? No, but you know it's the last show in town. You're going to either be like I'm up this much or down this much. Let's gamble on it, and uh, got to be got to deal with Tarico and all that stuff. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have to watch it. And yeah, the wor- the worms turning it in the bad way. But yeah, I think it'll bounce back at some point this year, maybe by the beginning of November, and you know. We'll have uh, other storylines to follow. Like as sh- as much as I love to make fun of the Giants and the Jets, more so the Giants than the Jet, more so the Giants and the Jets, uh, for different reasons. Like the Giants are actually like watchable. Um, they're watchable. Um, I don't know. I I'm 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 still like wrapping my head around like I know John's team just lost to the Giants and the Jets. Like that's crazy. If you told us that was going to happen in the middle of July, you know, you give me those mushrooms. Like whatever you're on, like pass them over. Like that makes no sense. But it's crazy. It's crazy. Like the most like loyal Giant fans, like Daniel Jones, is a piece of shit, and he very well might be a piece of shit. But they're winning in spite of him being a piece of shit. The defense is good. Dable is. Table is decent, and uh, yeah, we're just way, talking way too much New York football right now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the 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 Chiefs Niners game is obviously on paper like prime time. Like you, if you have to watch one game this Sunday, it's that one, and it's weird. Like the Niners are always like hampered with injuries, and usually, like if they're if they're banged up offensively, that's not as it's not as crippling because Shanahan is an offensive like that's his like purview uh but when Bosa's out and they're when their defensive uh when the injuries are mostly effective their defense that is that's when they're like a little more vulnerable but um you know I'm a I'm not a Shanahan groupie but I I like I like rooting for him um but uh yeah like on paper like KC looks to be a lock which kind of worries you so uh I don't know I'll I'll probably root for San Francisco, root for Seattle for, you know, the for, for our little contest over here. And yeah, like there's, there's other games we could get wrapped up in. The, the, the guy in the chat mentioned the the Brown game. Like we're obviously going to be paying attention to the, 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 the Browns and, 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 you know, every, anytime the Browns and the Ravens meet up, that's, that's fun. And yeah, like the Broncos are a train wreck that you can't kind of look away from. And I made the foolish mistake of having Jerry Judy in a fantasy league. So it's like fucking throwing the ball, Russell. And yeah, it's like, what why what is what did Jerry Judy do to Russell Wilson? And yeah, I think the Falcons Bengals game, now that I'm looking at the slate, 
Falcons Bengals could be sneaky good. That's all I have to say. No, <laughs> I was I was waiting for more on that on that on that game, but uh, I agree with you. I think it would be a fun. It could be a very fun game. I mean, they gotta Falcons give it a, are decent. Like yeah. I bet uh, John and Kevin could mention this too. Like I think the the Falcon coach does laps around Zach Taylor. So like yeah. if if you could like if you put Zach Taylor on the Falcons, they would probably not have the record they have now and if you put uh arthur smith on the Bengals, the Bengals wouldn't have come out as flat as they did in the beginning of the year but that's all conjecture yeah 100 i mean it's it's really it's really fun to see to see how much of a difference coaching can make for two teams the falcons are one the giants are the other one i mean i think it's a huge difference like i, I think they've really improved quite a bit just from that like it's really great how to see that and the, the, the eagles too like who are on a bye which is uh, you know the new coach there is pretty good now, and um, and it's interesting that uh, let's see, Stuart Hayek said that uh, the yeah he mentioned that the the Vikings are on a, on a bias, which could he's calling them the worst five and one team ever. <laughs> I don't know. It's that's a tough that's a tough one for me to evaluate. I don't really know how good they are either. It's kind of tough. Um, Stuart says nobody mentioning the spread in the Bucks game. Panthers have been close in games against far better. Yeah, I don't know. Like, fellas, how do you want to tackle that? Like, do you think that the Panthers could do that? I mean, I think the problem for me is that the the, the, the I really thought that the I mean, I was on the Panthers too, John. Like, I I really thought the Panthers were going to be in that game more than they were. So it's kind of I, I'm kind of a little biased on this. Do you, would they be a player in that game? I don't know. I mean, Brady has looked bad. I mean, he looks lost to be honest. So I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think I saw ten. Yeah, I think it's a ten, ten and a half. Yeah, or nine. I mean, half. I'm not laying ten and a half. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, if I had to choose, I'd take Carolina. But it's one of those games like you don't even want to pay any attention to. It's just like, all right, whatever. Tampa can win by seven. Just, it's just an ugly game. Very much so. Yeah. Actually, I'm seeing eleven now. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, we'll see. I mean, even eleven. <laughs> Turbo Swim says you're forgetting the Panthers are. The Panthers, and they still the same confidence as the wet noodle, and they're hurt. Yeah, that's true too. Oh my goodness! Where, did, where do you th- where's Matt Rule gonna go? You think Matt Rule does like TV? Where like save this for like the summer show or whatever? Like, yeah. why is Matt Rule like the bell of the ball now to like go to all these college jobs? Like, I know he did a good job at Baylor. He to me, he's better in a situation where he can like resurrect the program from nothing. So like. Put him in, at Colorado. Like, I think that's a great fit. But, like, if you dump him into, like, Nebraska, like, there's going to be some unrealistic expectations there, in my opinion. Um, Nebraska Tom, needs to go. What about oh, Tom same, Herman? There you go. Same with Tom Herman. He could go to Colorado. I, I, I would be fine with that. Um, Nebraska needs to go after – Wisconsin needs to go after the guy from Kansas, Lance Liable. That's what they need to – that's the – in my opinion, that's, like, the number one target for, for any of these schools. But – you know, I'm not a an athletic director, uh, at least not yet. Anyway, so that's a salvo. Yeah, very much. Yeah, it's a lot of interesting, a lot of interesting queries as far as where some of these coaches are going to go. And um, yeah, that Nebraska job keeps getting talked about. Like, who's going to be the next Nebraska coach? And I, I don't know. I mean, it's not what it was. That job is not what it was. So I'm not sure if they'll get quite the the, the um, snappy coach. Kevin there. had to leave, huh? I think it might have been something with the network or something. I didn't see any messages about it. Let me see. 
guess I just missed it. But yeah, Kevin dropped off. I'm sorry about that. So folks, uh, Kevin on the Cape's great. Like uh, hopefully you'll we'll see more from him um, down the road. But uh, if you can't make it back, uh, great to see you, Kev. Have a great night. Uh yeah. Anything else you want to get into before we go? I mean, we're pretty much at the end. Um, yeah, let me see. Oh my goodness, Carlo, welcome in. Thank you very much for the seven month three subs. Good to see you again. Carlo is an incredible word art uh, wizard here. Um, as since and hence his name, the stream scribe. Um, oh, right on, right on. Welcome in. Uh, so yeah, follow the stream scribe. I guess that's probably it. Um, if you have anything you want to get into, that's that's cool. Um, John, let's give it to you for final thoughts otherwise. No, I think uh, this is a good first show for our Twitch experience, Dave. I hope all your uh, listeners and followers in the chat enjoyed it, and we'll be back again for the rest of the season. This was fun. Yeah, thank you, John. I really appreciate you uh, appreciate you being here tonight. Um, and uh, let's go to Andy for your final thoughts. Yeah, this is um, – the show felt the same from my couch, so I hope I hope LT – got the memo and yeah, uh, <laughs> all the other folks that are watching this yeah this is we've been doing this for for years we, we pick games we talk about the, the football uh we talk about some of the other stuff too there's golf shows coming oh yeah yeah we'll leave it on that like the the sports equinox is tomorrow where you can bet on every professional sport nice. and then also to fill in the gap there's a if you're if if saints uh saints Cardinals isn't your bailiwick. There's a there's a couple uh, college games. Um, Troy, for example, uh, Troy South Alabama. You'll want to watch that. And then uh, for the golf nuts, this week's event is like really good. It's gar- guaranteed world ranking points. It's in South Carolina, and like 15 of the top 20 in the world will be competing. Um, so we will uh, we'll have some wagers on that for sure. Uh, the CJ Cup. It's usually in Asia. Uh, and credit to the people that there are some players, and John knows, like there's like a handful of players that played in Las Vegas, Nevada. The following week, they played in Japan, and now they are back in the states playing in South Carolina. So, kudos to those that, and even kudos to those that just played, like either Vegas to Japan or like Japan to South Carolina, like Xander Shoffley. Uh, yeah, kudos. Good for them. They're not flying like coach, though, but, you know, the point stands. Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting to see some juice in the golf. I did see some of that event last week. Not a lot. I saw Ricky Fowler was in the mix, like top two. Did, you, did you, any of you catch who won? Yeah, it was Keegan Bradley. Oh, okay, Keegan good Bradley. stuff. Love it. I mean, that was like way – that was overnight. That was like ending at 3 a.m. my time, so oh. I, I couldn't make that one. I think Andy probably made it, though, I, I, I'm guessing. It probably just ended just around midnight on the West Coast. Yep. And swims Turbo Swim points out that the Astro did win, uh, four to two, I believe, was the final score. Game one, still plenty of series to go though. But yeah, tough spot for the Yankees. They they, they had that lead for a bit. And um, what can you do? What can you do? Let's see, getting mighty close to one. Oh, I know, I know. We're we're we are sixteen follows away from from one thousand here on the Sandwich Show. We're really excited. But uh, for everybody uh, who's been following the podcast for, for for as long as you have, thank you so much for your participation tonight, too. And those of you who are joining us for the first time here on Twitch, we really appreciate you uh, you, you uh, your, your being uh, participating as well. We loved all your comments and chat. Um, fellas, uh, that's going to do it for us. So have a great rest of your night. Thank you again, and uh, good luck to your picks, of course. All right. Sounds good, Dave. See you. All right. Take care. Nice. Take care. Take care, Andy. John. Good luck. Thanks. Thanks. You, too.
All right, so that's Andy in Seattle, John in Connecticut. And earlier we had our friend Kevin on the Cape. And, of course, Ron in New Jersey sends his picks via the text. Really great to see all of, the, all of them in the mix. Folks, this has been fun. Thank you so much. And um, if you have any questions and comments about the program, um, feel free to let us know here. In um, There's a couple ways you can do it. You can go to, our, you go to the Sandwich Show Discord, which is here at this link. Uh, thank you so much. It's so good to see you again. It has been a minute. So good to see you. So um, I was looking into places we could raid into. I think we got our we got our pick, and uh, we're gonna go say hello to a good friend of ours. Um, but uh, for folks, those of you on Twitch, thank you again. My name is uh, I'm Dave Medina. You can you also know me as Dave. He's eating a sandwich. You thank you for for joining us tonight. Um, it's been it's been real. Have a good rest of your evening, everyone. And uh, for those of you on the podcast, we'll see you next time.